Thank you for downloading Three Idgets in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And thank you for downloading this episode of Three Idiots in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am a host, Margaret Downs. I'm a host, Patricia Downs. And I'm another host, Bridget Downs. And today we're going to be doing our season two bracket. Woohoo! End of the season. But first, how are we doing? Pretty good. I went to a conference this weekend. Very exciting. A work thing. And professional sounding. Yes, it was. There was a there were two plenary sessions that I had to attend and two workshops that I attended. Workshops. Yes. One was on, uh, like, women's rights and, like, reproductive rights, Mm -hmm. and that was really interesting. And then there was one on outreach in, like, the union, like, getting people involved and, like, that ladder of involvement. It was really interesting. The plenary sessions were kind of boring, but... (laughs) From all the conferences I've been to, I would say that's accurate. Yeah. And it was way too cold in that room, and... They're often cold. Bring a a sweater. Yeah. Bring a blanket. I mean, some people... The one... Our secretary treasurer for statewide like went up to the mic and was like, I know half of you are cold and half of you are hot. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how you're going to work on that. <laughs> Doesn't work. Hot but people, here's some, suck I- it up. Here's no. some ice packs to put in your armpits. Cold people. <laughs> here's some blankets. Here's some blankets. <laughs> we left and then we went shopping and it was fun. We went to Goodwill and Salvation Army and I got a bunch of grandma shirts mm-hmm. and uh, some other like stripy shirts and uh, a couple pairs of shorts and then we then we went to j crew uh this morning uh after we decided to spend the night in like lake george instead of coming back saturday night we, we decided to spend the night and come back sunday morning and it was a lot of fun yeah and professional <laughs> <laughs> did you and mom go to all the same workshops and yeah. stuff i just kind of tagged along with her because i didn't have like a set schedule mm-hmm. um i was there as a staff member and she was there as a delegate so I like technically, you know, like we were when we got there, it was like uh, you like had to get like different tables of presenters to like sign a little paper saying that you went there mm-hmm. and like heard their spiel, and then you could take that paper that was signed by everybody and put it in a drawing to like win a couple prizes. <laughs> and um, but like technically, I don't think I was supposed to be doing that because I was a staff member, mm-hmm. but I like went around and did it anyway, and like uh, got like a free like tote bag and like oh. a couple like stickers and buttons and like a mug and. Um, some goodies these, and pens. The, yeah, these things are always great for pens. pens. <laughs> yep. yep. So I got I got a couple of pens and uh, some stickers and buttons and stuff, and then put my name in the drawing and um, didn't win anything, but you know um, it was still fun. Was there any um, little mini sandwiches? Yes. <gasps> Not like little mini one. Like they were like kind of like half sandwiches, but the food was great. Good. Yeah. Uh, didn't see much for gluten-free options. No. But no, I don't know. Would I wouldn't. There never are. Yeah. Like, I, I would There not. were vegan stuff. And, like, there was, I like, would, and vegetarian yeah. and things. Yeah. But, like, yeah. not gluten-free. No, for no. sure. No, 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 no. Um, no. I was like, I don't know what anyone is going to do here. Because, no, like, you, no, you don't eat yeah. there. Because yeah. it's all shared Yeah. Even stuff. if they did have, like, a gluten-free option, they it, probably... You wouldn't be able to trust it. No. No, because no, it's, it's all prepared they together. They probably... Yeah. Were they wearing gloves? I think so. Because, like, I don't know. I wouldn't trust it because it would probably all be on the same... Yeah. It, it was, was all on the same kitchen, and they were all on the same countertops. And, and they like, were all using, like, yeah, all using the same countertops to put all the bread together, and yeah, all 
Yeah. Same shared space. Yeah. And the, the vegetarian option was like, okay. You know, it was like, you're trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You tried. It was like, this is like roasted vegetables with cheese. You know, it wasn't just roasted vegetables. Ah, oh, man. But yeah. No, I've been, you know, like a wrap. I've, you know? I've, I've been to conferences where it was like, oh, you're a vegetarian. You want some you lettuce? Want, you want? You want all of the veggies we have? So much. Carrots? I think, like, I think we've you got kale? some kale. Yeah. You want some raw kale? <laughs> I got an old radish in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like, like, an old turnip that we found in a cabinet? Would that be good for you? Would you like that? I know you don't drink. Everyone, when, <laughs> on Friday, it was the Krispy Kreme Donut Delivery Day. Oh, boy. You remember that fundraiser for, so that's our, there's always some club doing. I know that Key Club was also doing, might have been on the same day, could have been the day before. I don't remember. The days all get mixed up in a blur. <laughs> Key Club was also doing, they were doing a bake sale and selling cookies to fund and send all of the donations to Ukraine. And so for the cookies, I went and I was like, they definitely are not going to have anything gluten-free. Because all the cookies were like little Ziploc bags yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they had brownies and stuff. So I went there and I asked, there were two girls at the table, one of them I knew. And I was like, hey, do you have anything gluten-free? And she was like, like it's a, it's oh, a actually, yeah, I think so. And she turned and there was one lone bag and she's like, I think that's it. And ah. then paid for it. And then she was like, actually, no, it's vegan. Uh, is that gluten-free? Would that be good for you? And I'm like, <laughs> no. no. And she's like, do you no, still honey. want it? And I'm like, no. No. And then, uh, do you want your money back? No, it's for it's Ukraine. It's <laughs> She's like, you can keep the money for Ukraine. You can keep the 50 cents. I was going to pay you for the brownie <laughs> at the high school bake sale. Yeah. <laughs> it was Krispy Kreme donut day. So I usually only get to school for the last two periods of the day because I suffer from really bad headaches. Uh, Not just headaches. They have migraine. Yeah, I have migraine. <laughs> so... I wake up in the morning and it's like, it can be so bad that, you know, I can't like physically get up. But I, I was able to get to school on Friday for like the last two periods of school. Uh, last three periods. But in eighth period, it was the end of the period and she was, uh, my teacher was like, hey guys, I have a snack for everyone. And I was like, oh no. She was like, we were able to get two dozen Krispy Kreme donuts for everybody. <laughs> and the whole class was like, woohoo, yeah. And everyone got all the napkins out and <laughs> she went around the class. She had told me beforehand that she was like, I am going to have a snack, but you won't be able to have it. <laughs> Great. But she did give me a Jolly Rancher and like a pack of gummies. <laughs> Um, just like, would that be good for would that you? Be good for you? It was like a oh, what? What's that gummy company? Haribo. Mm -mm. Uh, Welch's. Not Welch's. Was it like generic, like fruit gummy? Yeah, kind of like basically. Okay. Uh, Mott's. <laughs> yeah, Mott's was good. Might might have been Mott's. Surprisingly, there was another kid in my science class that has celiac, so both just munching on. <laughs> Gummies um, and jelly ranchers. Yeah, on fruit, on fruit, uh, fruit gummies. But then in my ninth period class, English, at the very end of the class, same exact thing happened. Oh my god. And she was like, we got two dozen Krispy Kreme donuts for the whole 
school class. Turned to my friend and she's just like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. And my teacher is going around the room and she turns and she opens the box to like, she like, like, it was like, it was like, here, pick it, pick one, choose one for you. And I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't. She was, and she was like, what, you don't want one? And I'm like, <gasps> She was like, you sure? And I'm like, oh my god. And I was like, it's poison. And I was like, I have, I was like, I'm gluten, I started as like, I started to say I'm gluten free, but then I was like, no, she might interpret that differently. So I was like, I have celiac. (laughs) And she was like, oh my god, I'm sorry. I knew that. She was like, why did I offer these to you? She's like, I have a drawer of snacks in the back. You can choose from stuff. And I'm like, okay. She ended up giving me a big, like one of those long tubes of, uh, um. Were they gummies or? Hard candy. Hard. Soft, but also hard. So not Smarties. Literally. Dots. You like dots? No. I do like dots. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which I don't understand. Oh my goodness. Oh, they're bad. Toblerone. It's they're, a tube. That's chocolate. <laughs> they're fruity. They said, they said tube. Bro, why can't, oh my god. Well, I, said, I think I said, that's a tube. That, that's not a tube. That's a triangle. That's a triangular prism. <laughs> I think I might have. With openings. chocolate. With openings on each end. <laughs> it's do tube. You think, do you think COVID has given me brain fog? <laughs> like actual, like, like you didn't. Did I, you you I, haven't had COVID that we know of. No, like. like COVID culture has given you no, brain fog. No, yeah, like, like the pandemic. Because I have constantly over and over again, the you, whole. My, migraine does brain fog. Yeah, that's probably that. But did you have a headache in the past, like, day and a half? No. You didn't have a headache on Friday? I did. I did have a headache on Friday. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so, so if, you, if you've got a headache coming, though, it could be, it's, there's like a pre it's like and I just a post. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I can't, I can never remember if it's premenstrual syndrome or postmenstrual sim- syndrome. And I'm like, I think, I think I have both. It's both? just all the time. It's just menstrual, menstrual syndrome. syndrome. <laughs> pre and post. It's pre. And during. It's, it's, it's pre. But okay. Yeah, pre, it's post, pre. during. It's all. It's just menstrual syndrome. syndrome. <laughs> I am woman. No. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't remember what candy it they're, was. They're squares. We still haven't figured it out. Squares. And they're yellow, red. Uh, those little Legos? The little Lego gummies that you can fit together to and actually no. build with them? No. And you unwrap them. They have wrapping, individual wrapping. Starburst? Yes. Whoa! <laughs> Came in a tube? Not a tube. Oh, I know it. Okay, well, like, it's a square tube. I ah, It's a rectangular prism. Me. It's a rectangular Excuse prism. Excuse me, you gave me shit for Toblerone? <laughs> and you, it's like, oh, the Starburst don't okay, come okay. in a tube? It's, it's a wrapping that's... It's I'm, trying to, I'm trying to help, but I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said tube. I meant, yeah, that's what I Toblerone meant. Toblerone is more tube than Starburst. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it came in, it came in like that weird, you know, like the, the long that, package yeah, where the they're ones. all lined up. I'm just picturing like the movie theater boxes. Yeah, no. I'm not, I'm, it's, I don't eat candy. I know. I, I'm but not it was that. all reds. Oh. What? Like it was made to be all reds or it just happened to be all reds? Uh, okay, that's, that's like a one in a billion. <laughs> yeah. No, made to be. Okay. Do they have Starburst, that for, do they have that for all the colors or is there just a prejudice towards reds? There's prejudice towards reds. I hate that. Reds are the worst. Yeah. There you go. 
Uh, there's um, Stephen got these Starburst uh, jelly beans that are like red and pinks. Bad. Yeah. The worst flavors. The only. <laughs> you are in a minority did I, here. Did I, did I get? <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that I agree. I'm just or like with get, the reds thing, but like you I are get, definitely in a minority here. I, 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 did like, I get I, Stephen hooked on Starburst jelly beans? Oh no, he's always loved them. Really? Yeah. Okay. I like. I know in my like. Conce- I understand the concept that the red and the pinks are more popular. The more popular Starburst flavors yeah. over the oranges and the Here's yellows. The thing. I like, but they're bad. <laughs> I like I like red, pink, yellow. I don't like orange. I can see that. I like the orange, but I can see why people wouldn't like it. Orange and yellow are superior. I like it. I like the yellow. Like, I love yellow, like, but I don't like, like the orange. Like I'm not like I don't even like oh like the 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 red and the pink like I don't like them as much. Like no, they're just bad. I will not eat them. <laughs> And I do not understand why you're selling just those. Except, like, a parent, like, they, they're selling them like that because they must be the more popular flavors. Yeah, yeah because I love they them. market them and Because it they're works. amazing and I separate them from the rest. <laughs> I literally, I want, do you know what I do when I get a package of Starburst jelly beans? The jumbo you touch, ones? You touch all of them. And <laughs> <laughs> put them into little piles. I put them into little piles yeah. and I put them into little separate like Ziploc bags. bags. Yeah, you touch, you touch all of them is what you do. But I'm the only one <laughs> eating it. them. Which, like, yeah, that's fine. Just don't offer them to anybody else because you... I don't yeah, offer them to anyone else. You, here, I've touched all of these multiple times. <laughs> It was so funny because when I brought the jelly beans to your place, Steve, I was like, I offered them to Stephen, and he was like, "Oh boy, I love these!" And he took yeah, a Stephen's handful, and then I'm like your hands are giant, and then he kept doing it until the bag was empty. Yep, and I'm like, get off her! I'm those. like, That's, no. that bag was like. It was, like, oh, it was like a two pound bag. It was. <laughs> and I was like, I bought, I was like, I bought that one. <laughs> but it was very funny because yeah. he was just like, oh boy. <laughs> oh, jelly beans. Oh, jelly beans. And I was like, oh. Uh, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and you don't have a problem with the weird gritty texture? I like Of them. jelly beans? Oh, no, the Starburst ones are a little better. They don't, they're not as gritty. And. As. Yeah. Yeah, they, there is still a little grit in there, and but they're, they're definitely not like just the the jelly beans that you get in like loose in your Easter basket. No, <laughs> you know? I'm like I'm like, ooh, that purple one was. Ew. Why did I do that to myself? <laughs> ooh, that's there's some sand in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, You ever heard of Raccoonie to Green Grape? It's like. Ah, 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 ah. I could have won something this weekend. Yeah. I put my name in a raffle, <laughs> and I could have won something. But you didn't. You didn't win something, but you know. I could have, but, but you, you know. know who, you didn't win something, but you know who's a winner today, one of these episodes. Let's jump into yeah. today's episode, the season two finale of our podcast, The Brackets. Okay, I guess we're going to start at the top of the bracket. Let me break down how I've set this up. Right. Again, 22 episodes. So it does not break up into a perfect, like like the 16 team, like the 4x4 four four bracket. Right. It doesn't break up perfectly like that. So there's like a first round of eliminations, six eliminations, and then the next round of eight, and then it goes four, 
two, one. Okay. Okay. So this is, so how I seeded it, because in my interest, I've never actually done a sports bracket. Right. And I don't really sports. Always root for the local sports team. In my understanding of sports, you want the best teams to go up against each other last. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. So, (laughs) So you set the bracket up so that... You know, the worst teams are battling it out amongst themselves, and they're probably all gonna, just going to get eliminated. And then by the time we get to the end of the bracket, it's probably number one and number two, the best team as ranked by the overall season. Yeah. We don't have, like, sports scores for these episodes. So I go to a third-party source, IMDB, their star rating, which has, I don't know how many people have, like, thousands of people have rated everything. Yeah. So I think a pretty good, unbiased third-party par- source. Yeah. So round one, our first battle of round one, ranked number 17 and number 16, with 8.3 stars at number 17, No Exit, and with 8.5 stars at number 16, Hollywood Babylon. No Exit was the one with Joe um, in the apartment building. The serial killer, H.H. Holmes. Yes. And with some weird dynamic between Joe and And Dean. Dean. But Sam was not in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, at all. Yeah, no. it's like, where's Sam? Yeah, somewhere else. Uh, He's you know, going to get coffee, and then, or just sitting quietly in the background of this scene. Yeah. He's sitting outside in the hallway. Just, yep. Like, yep. like squatting. Yep. <laughs> Dean, Dean is looking for Joe. Where is Sam? Elsewhere <laughs> in the building. Yep, yep. Weird, uncomfortable sexual stuff with H.H. Yep. H. Holmes. He's got a clump of hair. Yep. Yep. Yeah, in, in general, just a lot of... Uh, posturing from both Dean and Joe. Yeah, yeah flipping the knife yeah, around. Yeah, the knife. <laughs> both, both of them. And would you sit down? A lot of just, just uncomfortable behavior from both of them. Yeah. yeah and that whole dumb joke with like, should have yeah. cleaned the pipes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which we're pretty what sure meant should have jerked off before doing the ghost hunt because of physical proximity. Why are you Why? saying that? And then Here she's and like, and, yep. and then she's like, like, she's oh, like, uh, like, oh, you're so gross. That's so gross. What? What? <laughs> what was that? Very weird. Very weird. And, I mean, it's pipes? a weird expression. Yeah. First of all, clean yeah. the pipe, which is, is hysterical because a uh, guy said that to Stephen, and he's like, ah, jerk off. Why? I was <laughs> thinking, I know, like, he's like, I don't know why he said it, but like, ah, that's what it means. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I, my first two, why, the though? first two things I was thinking right, was you're like, either but yeah, no, like my first thought was but no. No. <laughs> that makes no sense. No. no, he must mean jerk off because she's walking in front of him in a tight space, but not why. Why, why though? <laughs> the end of the episode also featured the backstory with John and yeah. Joe's dad. Yep. Joe, you know. Storming off. Storming off, blowing up, storming off at golden hour, like a lot of like sunlight beams across them. And like, how dare dare you? Your father is responsible, was was irresponsible, and now my dad's dead 20 years ago. Yep. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You think that's my fault? You're so mad at me for that? She's like, you're so much like your dad, so it's your fault. He's like, she's like, look at your leather jacket in your car. He's <laughs> so like, um, so, excuse what? I'm gonna leave you to chill for a second. Yeah, he basically was like, I, you're like, you're, I, I can't talk to you right yeah. now because you're not talking to me in like a reasonable way. Or like, this feels like and, an and episode also, of like, what are they called with the housewives? Of- <laughs> no, real housewives. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you to chill for a second. My God. <laughs> I can't deal with you right now. (laughs) 
And and some of that I think plays into like some of the weird posturing that Joe was doing with like the like, you know like what you don't think I could do it because I'm a woman kind kind yeah. of it's like thing. no <laughs> that's not what I think but you're being emotional because you're all I'm woman. woman yeah <laughs> yeah it's the fake woke yeah writing it's yeah. like like sweet mm, 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 no mm, no I didn't say you can't do it because you're a woman I said you can't do it because you're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> And you weren't listening to me because you're a woman! (laughs) Also in this episode, something weird and interesting uh, was that Dean knows the smell of chloroform. Yeah. 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 For some reason. Just a little little nugget. So that's no exit. Right. Hollywood Babylon. Mm. That was the L.A. one. Yeah. (laughs) We're totally in L.A. 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 Thank you. L.A. Which was <laughs> not Canada. Yep, yep. Which was, they just the sort weird of... weird meta one for no reason. That was like a break in no action. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was... It's like, let's do a fun episode. But like, why? 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 No reason. It doesn't... Didn't even like... They didn't do character work. No. They didn't move their personal character stuff along. No. It, di- it wasn't a, like, a focus piece on a side character. It wasn't a commentary on anything. It was just a It was weird... like, hey, do you want to do a meta episode? Yeah. It's like, it's season two. I feel like this PAs is a good time. are like slaves, guys. Ha 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 ha. Yup. <laughs> Grab me a smoothie. <laughs> like, is, is season two the time to be doing a meta episode? Apparently. In the second half of season two when we haven't had any plot in like and we're ten like episodes? nearing the end? As an episode itself, because we do need to look at these like as episodes and not entirely just like in context. Yeah. As an episode itself, the ghost mystery of it being the, you know, they're reading the Latin in the movie and it's, yeah. you know, from the, like, an actual summoning, and they're summoning the ghosts and whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Kind of predicted it from the start. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the end, Walter was, like, holding up the amulet thing, and, like, that was the reason then that he was, like, controlling the ghosts. First of all, where did he get... No, we don't know. Other than he was a nerd guy. Who was into, like, necromancy or, like... Into the occult. Yeah. Hollywood Babylon was was, like, as itself as an episode, again, was, like, okay. The monster, like, the ghosts were okay. The I good, liked the ghost design. Yeah. Like, the, hey, the physical, yeah, like, the, 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 the makeup. The clicker. The, cl- the clicker guy. Yeah, and, and the, the, like, black and white lady yeah. with the rope mm-hmm. neck thing and, like, uh, Yeah, the, go- the ghost design was great. Yeah. It was, like, somebody, like, they put their budget into makeup. Yeah, so, like, the, the guy who had his head split in half by the fan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy had some loaf. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. They, they never do loaf on this show. No, it takes too much time. It's too much money and that was great yeah just like weird weird and meta and like like why are we doing this now now? it felt like an extra episode that they made sometime in like season one or something and then like like put it in there somewhere it was definitely season two but it was like but like yeah Yeah. like like man we had some extra time this month so let's film an extra episode or just in case we need it and they're like shoot we need it so we'll put it in there which is not how tv shows work no like you have a strict budget and a timeline yeah. They had to plan for this. Like compared to No Exit, I got more of a kick out of this one. Yes. It was a little more fun. It was more fun. I think No Exit was a better Monster of the Week. Mm. 
I don't know. I mean, it depends. Hmm. He was a creepy guy. Yeah, he, he was. was a, he was a really gross and creepy guy. But they were trying to do something interesting with Historical. having a like a classic serial killer ghost. Yeah. As opposed to a one-off, like 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 the the ghosts yeah. were not the focus of yeah of Hollywood, Hollywood Babylon. Which yes, like I think we just have to consider like different kinds of criteria because Hollywood Babylon wasn't necessarily about the ghosts. Um, I think it's just a very different kind of episode. I think I liked it a little bit better than No Exit just because No Exit was like the the way that they like their solution to the problem was like somehow we're gonna bring all this salt down with us through like crawling through a claustrophobic tunnel pour a shit ton of salt down like how do they get that there and then cement and then pour cement in and completely fill it and like stop it up so that he couldn't get out and, and then like hope it didn't wash away or like that nobody yeah, excavated it fixed. or like so someone someday's gonna excavate that yeah for sure for sure they did not solve it. the other ghost problem though no they didn't <laughs> they just watched it kill a man yeah they watched and it they're kill like a man. well I guess that's not our problem anymore yeah so I don't know Hollywood Babylon Sam wasn't super in that one either no he wasn't he was off screen doing research elsewhere he went to like like he went to the morgue with that Dean, but we didn't see him do that. Yeah. We were just watching the movie set. Yeah. We didn't see most of the investigation. It was, um, we got to, what we got to see was Dean thriving and having a normal life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I really liked. Which is a point in this episode's favor is it, so I get, I guess, I'm not trying to like change your mind or anything, but. (laughs) No, and like, you know, not that I had my mind made up about either of them, but like, as far as character work in Hollywood Babylon, we got to see Dean. Yeah. A little more Dean doing good stuff. Stuff. Yeah, he and fit into. We got we got to see what he's like in um, thriving in normalcy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, it was doing some character work. Yeah. Hard to do normalcy on this show. Yeah. Just because of the nature of the show and the instability of their life. I don't know if they needed to do a goofy, weird meta episode to yeah. show to show us normalcy. Right. Um, I did. It's like, and I think the the hard part for me is like weighing like how much I love Joe and how much I was like happy that she got a bigger part in that episode versus how much I liked Tara. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, she didn't have a lot going on. Like, we didn't see a ton of her character. She was she, just, she was an actor, you know? But, and, like, we didn't delve too deep into that. But I think, like, the actor who played Tara was really, really good. Yeah, and a different kind of female lead. Yeah. Than we, than, we, than we usually get. I could go either way. I just think, like, whether it was good or not, like, I think I enjoyed Hollywood Babylon a little bit more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a more enjoyable episode. No Exit was filled with a lot of weird tension. Yeah. And... Uncomfortable. And just like, uh, weird. Weird, weird tension from between between the characters. I don't know. Weird it gross sexual it, tension it, because it, of, like... Or it like, felt like it was unnecessary sexual tension. Or, like, sexual... Like, the ghost Like, was, the, the, the part of what they were, you know, making scary about the ghost was the sexual nature of his violence. Yeah. Which is not great. No. Yeah, I didn't like that. It's my vote for Hollywood Babylon. Yeah, I'll go along with that. Okay. All right, so our first battle decided Hollywood Babylon moving on. So our next battle of round one is Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things versus Folsom Prison Blues. <laughs> Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things uh, coming in at number 21 on our uh, ro- roster. 
with eight stars and Folsom Prison Blues coming in at number 12 with 8.7 stars. Okay. okay. So children shouldn't play with dead things. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, 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 I think this round is going to be pretty easy. Yeah. I wasn't going to say I was going to say let's give them both their due. Right. And then we talk about both. Okay, so children we can do that thing. We can do this really quick. Yeah. Was um, the zombie one Lindsay with Hi Lindsay, I'm home. And we were like they left a grave open for like at least a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just And creepy it, Neil. Creepy uh, Neil. We and really creepy. With Lindsay in the basement. Um, no, not Lindsay. With, this, uh, this is the episode where Sam Angie, Angela. This is oh, this is the episode where Jared broke his arm. Yeah. Oh my god. And spent the next several and he's episodes. Holding his shovel. Like, yeah, the, the, he's, he's holding his shovel on his shoulder to stabilize his arm because they couldn't put the cast in yet. Yep. He's like, oh, I think she like broke my arm, and he's and Dean's like, oh, we'll get that looked at. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, we gotta write that in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah, because he actually broke his arm. Written by Rael Tucker. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Which, based on what we know about her and genre writing, I think was like she was attempting the genre writing thing, but just, it just really didn't click. It just didn't click, and she, she like she's better at she, she she's done some better character stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just don't think like the supernatural aspect of it wasn't there. No. It, like wasn't good. And then I, I think. I think what she was doing was just like focusing on the supernatural aspect and it wasn't there and then the character stuff kind of came in later and yeah. it was just it just wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Folsom Prison Blues. It was okay as an episode. Um, I think I I think it had a lot of problems, mm-hmm. but I think I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it definitely better than Children's Sir, Day. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a question there. No. I think there were some interesting things they were trying to do. Yeah. There was some interesting setting, but it was an interesting setting. I don't know if they were trying to do a commentary on uh, like any kind of social commentary. Probably not. Probably not. They, no. they, 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 this is not the show where like, they try We that. get our prison episode. We get to do the thing that everyone does where we're like, yeah, it's a prison. Uh, we get to beat up. Every, you know, everyone does a prison episode? Well, you know, not like everyone, but, you know, just like... But like, like this is our opportunity to do, do a prison. Yeah, to do the thing. Uh, all right. I don't know. But well, um, sure. just the stereotype to do the uh, the guards that, that beat up the prisoners and the prisoners that are aggressive and beat, also beat up other prisoners. And, ah... Uh, like before Orange is the New Black yeah. came out, you know? Yeah. Like, we're going to do prison. We're going to do prison. And uh, yeah. it's county jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's county jail, guys. Yeah, most of you guys are here for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, and also, and also we didn't talk about it in the episode that right. we did. But it was there super was, white. There was not yeah. a single black person in no jail. No people of color in Which, that jail. Uh, and this was taking place in Arkansas? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that feels wrong. That doesn't yeah. feel correct. <laughs> that is not correct. Because according to the encyclopedia... Of- Given the general statistics of the prison system yeah. in America, yeah, let alone in the South, didn't that, that did not feel no. correct? No, it felt I like was, they were they were yeah. like trying to like compensate, but like they were like, well, well, the optics are going to be bad if we show a bunch of black men in jail. Yeah, yeah. So they so compensated by, by showing, showing all, no, white people, all white people, no black is, people in jail. Or they're trying to be like, oh shoot, if we if we show this, then people are going to be like, oh no, it's real. <laughs> Or, oh well, no, you're being racist. And it's like, so we don't want to be racist, but we're no, being racist. No, we're being racist. <laughs> well, the other problem, though, is if they did show an accurate depiction with, you know, the correct percentages of then pe- they, people of they color. they have to do the uh, police or the uh, guards 
the fighting and the stuff. Not necessarily. They, they, you know, the the fighting, the stuff that you know, the fights and stuff that you know, Dean was involved in could stay the same. But what what that would highlight though is that the rest of the show is very white too. Yeah, and like, and then like, why are there a ton of black people in this episode in jail? In jail? They're like, oh no, we've committed to doing a very white show, yeah. and if we do black now. Like, now, now it's, now it's bad. bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had one episode. Yeah, like, they had, like, the race the episode. <laughs> yeah, they're like, the racist, racist truck. truck. <laughs> so, Set. children shouldn't play with dead things versus Pulse of Prison Blues. Yeah, Pulse of Prison Blues wins. <laughs> Say, I, I, I. Pulse of Prison Blues moves on. Yes. Next battle, coming in at number 13, The Usual Suspects, versus number 20, Bloodlust. Oh. Eh. This one's easy for me. So the usual suspects coming in at it was, this was number thirteen with eight point six stars, what? and bloodlust coming in at uh, number twenty with eight point two stars. What? And they're all relatively close, but the thirteen and twenty are kind That's of kind, kind of, of far, far apart. apart. Bloodlust was with Gordon. Yeah, yeah bloodlust, bloodlust was, was the first the, one with Gordon. Was the introduction of Gordon. Okay, then yeah. The usual suspects was our weird cop procedural. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah no. they were just walking down the hall talking and being like, "We're in a romance." No, <laughs> uh, we like each other. But we don't. But we do. But we're cops. Little cops. In love. (laughs) (laughs) Cops in love. The show. The show. (laughs) The new drama. Yeah, so Catherine Humphreys wrote The Usual Suspects and had a shared writing credit with John Chabon last season on Dead Man's Blood. Right. Mm. Which was our favorite episode of last season. Yep. Because John Chabon's writing is so inconsistent with the creepy. The creepy was certainly there in Dead Man's Blood. Yes, it was. So what... So so What does she write in Dead Man's Blood? Like, what was her contribution that then, like, she wrote Usual Suspects by herself and, like... So, so to give her some credit for Usual Suspects, she was trying to do something different. Oh, yeah. They were trying to do, like, a different perspective on the boy's story. Mm -hmm. And we got some unreliable narration. Yes. Mm-hmm. Through the the boys' um, uh, police interviews. Kind of got to see the, the start of that. But so she, she was obviously trying to do something different. Yeah. And the unreliable narration is always interesting to me. So we got to see at least a little bit from each of the boys' perspectives what the other looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like their versions of the story. So that was interesting. And it was an interesting attempt. It just did not work no. at all. It was stilted and very like, say some dialogue. Walk to the next mark, say some more dialogue. That didn't really really help the episode at all. No. It didn't really do anything for, for it. It was like they were really trying to solidify the point that we are cops. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cops. We are detectives. And and those scenes were all like, I felt, it felt like supposed to be like us jumping in the middle of this other cop procedural that Right, but on. we didn't know anything about them and we didn't care we, about them. We didn't care at all. Yeah, this so. whole time we're like sitting in the audience and they're talking on stage and we're like, we don't care. Get to the plot. <laughs> and they're turning to us like, hey. Hey. <laughs> I mean, your, no, ke- your chemistry is not believable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, bloodlust uh, was, was Gordon and the vampires, and yeah. Gordon hunting vampires, and um, and Gordon torturing vampires, torturing vampires, and Gordon pumping into the boys. Yep. And then Dean realizing that it's not all as black and white as he thinks. Yes. And I liked that. I liked him sitting and like we see him drinking to excess for like the first time. Yeah. Yes. And drinking with Gordon, and I, it's sort of like trying to engage with. Because, like, other than their dad, he really... Doesn't know much about hunter culture. Right. So, Yeah, this was just after... Well, not just. We're still in early season two, so he's still grieving his father's death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, he's, like, kind of bonding almost 
uh, with Gordon, kind of, and because he's still um, dealing with this, he's kind of almost turning to Gordon as like sort of a father, a figure. mentor, or yeah. a mentor, or a confidant. Like he's mm-hmm. yeah, and he's he Gordon is sort of filling this role of as this like hyper masculine, violent figure in this hunter culture that you know Dean is trying to engage with. So you know the drinking to excess in you know engaging with that, yeah, and like telling him what he wants to hear for the most part. Um, Gordon telling Dean? Or yeah. Dean telling, yeah. Gordon telling Dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, like, the, we're the same. Yeah. You and yeah. me. Like patting uh, him on the back. Sam, yeah. Sam doesn't understand. Yep. Uh, we are, Sam is just cut from different cloth. Like, we are the same, though. Mm-hmm. And that, like, his, like, black and white thinking and the, like, ever, anything that is monstrous is a monster. Which is what Dean was taught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes. Like, thank you for believing. Like, yeah, like, like, and like, he's like, yeah. Sam wouldn't have thought that, you know, but. And it's like, no, no, he wouldn't. And I'm like, no, he shouldn't. Until, you know, the, that those ending scenes where Dean's like, like, oh, this is a bit crazy. Yeah. You're like a bit like, crazy, oh. aren't you? <laughs> and Gordon, like, don't worry, it's perfectly. He's, <laughs> he's like, like, he's oh, like, I'm completely chill. I was like, yeah, I'm completely chill. I was like, that, sir, that's part of the problem. Yeah, that, <laughs> sir, is, that is the problem right there. And I like the way that he's like, don't worry, it's completely humane. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go, the way Gordon presents it is like, okay, I totally understand that not everybody's you're down vegan. for torture. Um, yeah, you're <laughs> vegan. I'm going to respect you on yes. this. Like, I respect you guys and your choices to make you comfortable. And like, he completely I'll, I'll, believes in it. And it's yeah. like, yeah, and he like, was like being respectful about it. Yeah, like, like, I totally get it, guys. Not everyone's down for torture. Totally get it. I'll make this quick and clean for you. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll do, like, we'll just do to make you, way. Be, because that's gonna, what's gonna make you guys comfortable. So like, mm, that's, no, it's like, sir, that's not, that's not the don't problem. kill this woman. <laughs> we don't want her dead. He's like, come on, man. It's like, like, that's like, that's not compute. Yep, nope. And, and because she's is, a monster, she needs to be dead. Yeah. And a good cameo by the woman who played Tara. Yeah. Yes. She was as, as Lenore. As in, Lenore. In this role. Um, Gordon, mm-hmm. of course, played by Sterling K. Brown. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very amazing actor. Fantastic job as Gordon. Yep. Uh, yeah. Ju- and yeah, if people who have seen... This is us? Yeah, this is us. Mm-hmm. Completely different role. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. He's not a serial killer. No. This is that- <laughs> like the the way that he can play the cool if, if you haven't yeah, if you haven't seen he got a he had a cameo like like a one episode guest star role not a cameo on Brooklyn Nine Nine oh okay yeah the entire episode it's just him alone in a room with Andy Samberg and Andre Brower so yeah I think I think it's pretty easy you want to call yeah, it yeah bloodlust 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 so our next battle of round one is coming in at number nineteen everybody loves a clown versus. <laughs> Simon said. Everybody Loves a Clown had 8.2 stars. Simon said had 8.5. This one's easy for me. They're, they're so a little bit closer together. But yeah. I don't really remember my experience watching Everybody Loves a Clown. It was... That was the second... Yeah, second episode. episode of the season. Uh, they had just lost their dad. Yep. And it was they so lost, weird they coming lost, off of In My Time of Dying and yeah. being like, Diddler in a weird way. Yeah. They, they About did, clowns? They... they <laughs> <laughs> They didn't have the Impala either. Yeah, they had a creepy van. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, stake out a house and, like, look in the windows, like, while they're eating dinner. Yeah, so everybody loves a clown. They've they've just lost their dad. They don't have the Impala. They've lost that. It's been destroyed. Um, and they're investigating a haunted carnival, they think. Because, like, wherever the carnival is, people in the surrounding town are dying. Like, parents. Yeah, parents. Parents of small children. Yeah. Who have been to the carnival are dying. So they're investigating this carnival, and they go undercover as carnies. And all these children are too old for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. All these children are letting... Th- these letting children- a grown man in your house. Dude. 
clown. That's a grown ass man. These 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 children know that clown is a job. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. These are that these kids clown are clown is man. Enough. Clown is person. <laughs> clown is a person. Yeah. You don't let a clown. You don't let a grown man into your yard at night. Or yeah. a grown man who's in your yard at night staring at you. You in don't let him in the house. house. Yeah. No. These kids are old enough. When he waves at you. No. 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 These kids are old enough to know that clown is job. Clown is man. Your parents' room. Strange man does not come in the house at night. Does not come into your parents' room. Yeah, and you don't bring don't a- show him to your parents. Like, like look, hey mom, guys, look at the new pet that I just got. Like, yeah, like look at my new friend. You're right. He is my friend. No, what? no, he's not. And then you know the reveal that it's uh, the knife throwing guy. And well, the the monster is not a ghost. Yeah, or it's anything. a rakshasa, right? Yeah, which is a like from I think Hindu folklore. Okay, yeah, yeah nice. Uh, cre- sounds right. Creature character from from Hindu. Folklore, so so appropriate of dubious. Yeah, the lore they presented was pretty dubious. Right, they're like it has to be a pure brass knife. I'm dubious about that. And I'm like, like pure brass? No, that's that's not. I don't know what thing. I don't know what that means. I don't think that... Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. It seems like, I know what brass is. And pulls out the, like, uh, pipe on the brass, or, or like, like, on the um, pipe organ. I'm like, sir, you are assuming You're this, guessing a lot. You're guessing in this moment also, a lot. Also, how did he... Would that be hot? Yeah. And he was just kind of... Or he was like, ooh, ooh. And he, he grabbed it with his... And then he just grabbed it with his hand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there were some, there were some plot holes. Yeah. In yeah. And then it just disappeared. When he stabbed it, and we think it—he just all his clothes fell down. See, so I'm so you know because of like the dubious lore and stuff. I'm dubious about that. I'm I'm not that familiar with real Rakshasa lore. They're obviously not using real Rakshasa lore. They're they're making it up. I'm familiar with Dungeons and Dragons Rakshasa lore. Okay, Dungeons and Dragons using a Rakshasa in this way also a problem. Yeah, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons has some problems like this. (laughs) Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons has a history of a long history uh, of racism and appropriation. What I know about Rakshasas from Dungeons and Dragons lore is you can kill them on this plane, but they go like go yeah. back to their home plane. Oh, is this the you, you tiger? Can't kill the, yeah, it's a, the tiger in D and D. It's the tiger oh, with the backwards hands. hands. It's a devil. Okay, in D and D, and like if you kill the, like the, you know they'll they'll die on this plane, but they will reform on their home plane in the hells. Wow. So the only way to like actually kill them is to then follow them to the hells and kill them there. Wow. Um, because, so you kill them on this plane, they go back to the hells, they reform, they can come back, and they remember. Ooh. Yeah. And they'll come back, they'll come after you. Ooh. I mean, if you just keep killing them, it'll take a while. It does take a while for them to reform, but it's usually at an inopportune moment that they sh- that they pop up. <laughs> remember me? <laughs> yeah, and very much like that. I don't think we ever see any Rakshasa ever again. Nice. On, <laughs> on the show. Nice. Simon said... Simon said was I liked it. I liked Andy a lot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I liked his introduction. Andy. I liked the fact that he was just a good guy. He was just he a was just chill. a guy. He was a chill dude. I wouldn't say he's a good guy, right. but he's just he was a, like a little chaotic good, but <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a little he was awfully chaotic. But he was just a chill dude who just wanted to live in a van. It, his he was the, satisfied with his life. The the heights he'd achieved them. Yeah, mm-hmm. he lived in a van. Yep, and and spent his days getting high and reading moral philosophy. Yep, and thinking about moral philosophy and getting high and then applying that to his power of he can ask for whatever he wants. He can tell anyone to do whatever he wants and they'll, they'll, they have to do it. Oh, you slime! Can I have it? So he takes only what he needs. Only from, you know, 
j- just far enough to, you know, get the IRS off his back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't pay rent because he just lives in a van. Like, yep. he doesn't really need money. <laughs> yeah. He's just a just a chill dude. Funny that it was an evil twin episode. Mm-hmm. We got an evil twin episode. It was not played by the same actor. Yeah. It was not, which was which was nice. <laughs> but was, those, those are often played by the same actor. Yes, and they're very this, funny. It, it was played by Elijah Wood. No, <laughs> it was not, but it was, it was basically Elijah, Elijah Wood. It was Elijah Wood, evil twin. It was an Elijah Wood lookalike. Do you wear wigs? Uh, no, I do not. Have you worn wigs? No, I have not. Will you wear wigs? Maybe. When will you wear wigs? <laughs> uh, yeah, Andy's evil twin was evil. Was very evil. Uh, was gross and very, very evil. Yeah, and his, his scary evilness was in a sexual way. Mm. So that wasn't great. No, that was bad. That was very bad. Yep. Yeah, why did it have to be like that? Why does it always like that in this show? In this show. <laughs> that's the scariest thing that's that can happen to you. That's the scariest thing, apparently. apparently. Yeah. Not murder. No. Nah. <laughs> Not that scary. Yeah, yeah. So, or do, do we feel ready to call this one? Yes, I like Simon Said better. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Simon Said moves on. Okay, so our next battle, coming in at number 11, Born Under a Bad Sign, versus, coming in at number 22, the lowest on the list, Houses of the Holy. Eh. <laughs> uh, Houses of the Holy had eight stars, and Born Under a Bad Sign had 8.7 stars. Okay. So, so number 11 and number 22. So, pretty far apart. Yeah. Born Under a Bad Sign was um, the one when Meg um, possessed Sam. Um, yes. Houses of the Holy was South of the Ladies. Yes. Born Under a Bad Sign was just like a random one where Sam was missing. Yeah. There was no lead into it. It was yeah. just it was just this episode. Sam's not here. Yep. He's elsewhere. For some reason. For some reason. And then and then he called and was, like, covered in blood. So, some problems with that episode, but I liked that Jared got some cool things to do. They gave mm-hmm. him something to do, which they, <laughs> they don't often do. <laughs> they haven't been doing. They've yeah. either, he either just doesn't have anything to do in the episode, or he's been just, like, written out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they're just focusing on Dean. Yeah. And doing more character work with Dean. So, yeah. So, the, and that, that another Joe episode with some... A very, uh, very bad scene. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, the, uh, the bar scene. Yep, in in Born Under a Bad Sign. Big yikes. Yeah, because the thing that made that scene scary for Joe was the threat of sexual violence. Yep, and also that she might have thought that it was. She didn't want to believe that it was Sam. Yeah, yeah but she, she, did, didn't she didn't know. know. She didn't know if it was Sam or if it was a monster or what. And there was the possibility that it could have been Sam. Yeah, she didn't know. Very so. scary. Mm-hmm. Very scary in a real way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not what I'm looking for in nope. this in this in this, in this show, show in media in life. Nope. No. <laughs> Don't need mm-hmm. it. But they did give Jared something to do. Yeah. 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 They got, gave him yeah. some big acting. Some yeah. some like some, you know, like, oh, I don't know where I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm what I've done. Yeah. And then like the realizing what I've done, but then like I've been Meg this whole time. Like Yeah, yeah the the transitions between even kind of tricking the viewer almost into yeah. I yeah. wait, is it Sam? And then when and he then... like smacks Dean with the gun, it's like yeah. you'll live to regret this. I'm like, all right, there we go. Oh, <laughs> never mind. So then Houses of the Holy is the one with Angels come to people and tell them to kill. Yes. Turns out it's not actually angels. It's this one guy. It's just a one priest guy who's a who's like, I, I died, now I'm an angel. And they're like, that's not how no. that works. No. You're a man. All, You're a all ghost. Priest, <laughs> all priests are saints. <laughs> it's the all priests are saints episode. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> some bad people got some like comeuppance, mm-hmm. but yeah, in like a bad way. Yeah, I he don't bought the, the ghost the episode. So the ghost man made people. Who, oh yeah, who he was who he thought he, were like immoral people too, or like or like, like were they were like down on their luck or like for some lacking reason, direction in their yeah, life right. and needed to you know atone or this this was a way that they could make their life know, mean something. Yeah, right. and seek redemption in the eyes of the Lord or whatever. Right. By going and murdering people he knew were bad based on uh, what they'd said in the confessional. Mm-hmm. Which, like, that's some interesting ghost vigilante justice. Yeah. He did not know he was a ghost. He thought he was an angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, that's an upsetting thing to learn. And the, alright, so I'm a ghost, not an angel. What then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, oh, we... You we, gotta pass on, bro. And, and like, I thought I had. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a ghost whisperer this, man. And mm-hmm. yeah, and they're, and they're like, we have no promises for you there, sir. Yep. Yeah, you're a priest. You know this. You know the you know the gist, man. Mm-hmm. You. We certainly hope it's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved that was the one where Sam was like, he, like a father comes in, you know, and he's yeah. like, what are you doing? He's like, uh, 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 I can explain. And he's <laughs> like, no, you can't. No! He's like, actually, I don't I, think I can. I really, really can't. There is like, there is no possible explanation. It's a seance. There's, yeah. there's, no, yeah, there's nothing, nothing else going on there. It's obviously a seance. Yeah, he was like, um, I'm doing a seance. He's like, oh, you're not I... supposed to do that. <laughs> in the eyes of the Catholic Church, you yeah. are not supposed to do seances. Nope. And he's doing one in, in the a church. church. In a church. And he's like, you're really not supposed to do that, bud. Uh, nah. <laughs> there is no, there's no way out of this. It's quite obviously a, a say. Um, um, a L- Luigi board. The Luigi board? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then also in this one is some violence of a sexual nature. Yeah. The last victim targeted by the ghost priest is this... Predator. Uh, is, is a predator. So oh, yes, 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 yes. The guy with the flowers. He's right there. Also, <laughs> that also, man right, right there. there. Yeah. Get him, Dean! Ready? Get him! Get him! Because Sam Sam is the last person contacted. Yes. He's he can see him with and his it, eyes. Yeah, and he's, he, he sees him across the street glowing glowing in white. And he's and he, boy, yeah, and white. shouts at him and he's, points. He's there. That's him right there. And he's just like holding flowers. But um, then like turns out to be a bad guy. Yeah, he was probably going to do some violence of a sexual nature. And probably also and a murder. murder. And Dean was like, I barely got there in time. Yeah. And I didn't save her like fate did, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and oh, then yeah, yeah. it was like like a pole came yeah, through the car. And yeah, D- Dean went on a car chase with this guy, and this guy ended up killed in the middle of an intersection because a pole flew off a truck and impaled him. Yeah. So my vote is for Born Under a Bad Sign. Mm-hmm. Overall, for me, it's a better episode. Overall, it had problems. Bobby's in that episode. Bobby's in it. And yeah. at the end, he helps with the exorcism. We see Bob, and, and, and it's a it, that's a rough scene yeah. where we think Sam is going to use the same manipulation. Sam, Mega's Sam, yeah. Me- Megan's Sam body is going to the same manipulation she's been using all episode and is going to kill Bobby. But Bobby's too smart for her yep. and gives him hidden holy water yep. shot to drink. Fantastic. So I agree. I do think Born Under a Bad Sign is 
the better episode. So is that your, both of you are yeah. voting for that? Yeah. So I, it moves on. Uh, I am going to put in my vote for Houses of the Holy because of all of the interesting things. They were unintentional. They were all unintentional. Yeah. So I really shouldn't be putting my vote in for it, but because of all of the interesting things they did unintentionally with right. this episode, it is not the better episode. So it will not be moving on anyway. We've got two votes for Born Under a Bad Sign, but I will lodge my vote for uh, Houses of the Holy on the basis of the unintentional interesting things they did with it. Okay. So, Born Under a Bad Sign moves on. Our last battle of round one. Coming in at number 15, Hunted versus coming in at number 18, Playthings. Playthings had a score of 8.3. Hunted had a score of 8.5. And 15 and 18, relatively close. Yeah. So, Hunted was our second episode with Gordon. That's where we met Ava. Mm-hmm. Sam ran away from Dean. <laughs> yep. Uh, this was our first episode back from the mid-season hiatus. Yep. It is a... Children with Spooky Powers episode and a Gordon episode. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and we meet Scott for a minute. Mm -hmm. We meet Scott, who had a cool power for a hot second. Gordon has found out about the children with special powers and is hunting them down. Because if it's supernatural, it's not human. Including Sam. Yep. Mm -hmm. And And he's very like, it's, you know... No, like, personal feelings about yeah. this and not about revenge at all. It's just that yeah. Sam is a monster. He's like, don't get yeah. me wrong. First, like, few days after that happened, I wanted to... Yeah, but he wasn't about to come after them because of that. Yeah. He has a strict, strict code. But Sam is fair game because, in his eyes, Sam is no longer human. Yeah. So he comes after them and had the creepy house that Ava had been seeing in her visions mm-hmm. and had been trying to warn Sam about, had it all booby-trapped to blow Sam up. Great, great. And I think his plan was to maybe let Dean go after. Right? Like, he wasn't, he wasn't because there. Because he didn't have a problem with Dean. He was, tra- he was like, you should understand and, this. And the entire time he had Dean tied to a chair, he was monologuing to him. He starts monologuing. He starts monologuing. Like he was trying to persuade him to his side. Like he's like, yeah. oh, oh, Dean just doesn't get it. Yeah. Let me explain. Your brother's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and Dean's like, you can't kill my brother. And he's like, we'll you start over. We'll start over. <laughs> we'll start over. <laughs> and I know this is going to be painful for you. But it's for the best. But it's for the best. And we will move on. In Gordon's eyes, Sam's already dead. Like, like it's... Yeah, Sam is not human. Like, and like, you can start the mourning process now for your brother who may have been a human boy at some point in the past. Right. And has been, you know corrupted by these supernatural powers and is no longer human, so therefore it needs to be killed. Presented completely coldly. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic performance. Well done, Sterling K. Brown. Some unfortunate things in this episode, we do see uh, them use the the power of law enforcement mm-hmm. against a black man. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, yes, we did it. Yeah, that. And Dean was like a little too happy about yeah, it. Yeah, Dean, who yeah. pretty consistently is anti-cop, was a little too happy using the power of the police against Gordon. Gordon wasn't super happy about that. Also, if this had been a scene that had happened in the modern day, <gasps> the scene where Gordon came charging out of the house with two guns, just open firing into a residential neighborhood, and then a bunch of cops pulled up. He'd be dead. Well, yes. First but. of all, I don't know that they would do this on t- on, on TV now. Uh, on t- TV right now. No. Nope. Because of, you know, the, the, the general public consciousness of cops murder black people. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that the police know that, but they don't want to show it so that so that people will recognize it. Yeah. So we know that if this happened in real life, Gordon would not have survived this encounter. No. As it was, they disarmed him and took him away peacefully, and he is now 
somewhere in the prison system, we assume. Guess he right. got some lucky, in a good mood, police officers. I guess. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they found his car full of weapons and... <laughs> that would, yeah. One thing to have an armed black man, another thing to have a trunk full of weapons that... Yeah, we, we know in real, he's, in, if he would not have survived. No. Um, and they're, like, sitting behind a bush laughing, like, we got him! Yeah. 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 If this were real life, he would they not have survived. They sent him to his death. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah, like, law school <laughs> Sam. <laughs> the, yeah, mm-hmm. this is this is the other thing, though. So even, you know, looking at it, like, Okay, so they they called the cops on him and, and he survived. Law school Sam. Personified business casual khakis. Sent in the, the anonymous tip. Yeah. He is very familiar with how mm-hmm. the judicial system treats black men. Yep. He should be. He, you'd think. They went to prison. I mean. They didn't see any black people there. Any black people there. Yeah, so Sam weaponizing the police. Not great. Great. But in character for him, I think, based on what we saw him doing, his attitude in Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah. Kind of separating the us from the them. He was doing an us and them thing, and just his, like, why are we here? Why are we trying to save these people in prison? Right. They're not innocent. They're not people. And, like, so so, so to him, they are not, you know, high value targets to save. And Dina's like, they're they're people. And it's like, and we can save them. Kind of like dehumanizing them. Yeah. yeah. And, like, saying, like, they're not even people. Like, once they've entered prison, like, they don't have any value to society anymore. Yeah, no, in Sam's mind, they went through the judicial system, were found guilty, so therefore not worth his time. No, so that not is, worth his saving. He's, like, rolling his eyes at the idea that they're even there. Yeah, yeah, so that is Sam's attitude toward people who, you know, have already been through the system, and he is weaponizing that system against Gordon here. Yeah, and then it's like, well, look at you, Sam. Look at all the stuff that you've done. You're no different than the people that are here. He does not view himself that way. Yeah. He's like, well, I mean, I'm different because I haven't gotten caught. And then, nee, 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 nee. Yeah, and it, but it's not just hasn't gotten caught. It's, in his mind, like, what they're doing may, may technically be illegal, but it's, like, for a reason. Right. And he cannot conceptualize that anyone else is doing crime for a reason. Yeah. And that anyone else doing crime is doing it because they're bad and, you know, not worth it. No. But they're, like, like while, yes, technically they are doing crime, it's different. Right. <laughs> Different. It's different. It's different. But yeah, so hunted. Playthings. And now Playthings. Playthings was the one with the like creepy hotel mansion thing that the like. Two scale dollhouse. The two scale yes. dollhouse. Yeah, what you want. And a creepy doll room. What you definitely want in your old hotel is a two scale replica dollhouse of the building you are currently in. With people that match the workers. Yeah, um, with, with dolls that match the people in the building. This is what you want <laughs> in your hotel. This is what you want your child playing with. And you definitely want a room filled <laughs> with dolls. Yeah. Yeah. The doll room. All kinds of antique dolls. Yep. You de- and they're like, this is normal. <laughs> I'm like, is it? Like, and creepy little kid and creepy ghost kid. It yeah. would have been such a better experience if Netflix didn't ruin it. Yeah, because Netflix spoiled uh, the, right. the twist the that, that it's a, that it's, it's yeah, but because up until the point where that's revealed, if you hadn't read the Netflix description, up until you thought the, that you thought that there were two Maggie. daughters. Yeah, it was it was Maggie and or Maddie, Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. I think. Yeah, and Tyler, Maggie and Tyler. Yeah, you thought they were 
two daughters because yeah. the mom sort of it was ambiguous like she wasn't she was a little bit vague about yeah, like, like talking go, to them go yeah. tell Tyler and like, they both we, when we see them moving through 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 spaces they Maggie, run Maggie is so careful to run around people and not interact with people yeah while Tyler like push, pushes past Sam in that in, yeah. in that front room area and Tyler is the only one to directly address the mother mm-hmm. which is only something you catch like, like you're, it's beca- later it's, it's very carefully done and I really liked that. Yeah. I also love how, like, after all the ghost business is done, Tyler is in normal child clothes. Yes! Where for the entire episode... It's like, was that his idea? Yes! It had to have been. Because for the entire episode, they are in creepy, like, school School girl outfits with little, like, Mary Jane shoes and the sock with the frilly bits on the end. Yeah, and, like, a little white collar with, like, a navy blue, like, jumper. Yeah, so her mom was like, she recently got into, like, this weird phase. For, like, a (laughs) month, she had a super weird phase where she was just super super into early 20th century little girl stuff. And she's like, and like, I was fine with that. I thought it was really cute, but... But she kept saying things like, Maggie told me I had to wear this and it like... <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, kind of concerning and I was like, you and have she to... Done the car starts on its own and, and tries to run like, her over. Like, For this really intense month, Tyler has this imaginary friend, Maggie. <laughs> it would so funny if she was like, and I told her, you don't have to listen to what Maggie tells you to wear. You can have your own sense of style and she's like you don't understand <laughs> when after but uh, yeah after all the ghost stuff is done Tyler is wearing normal, normal kid clothes like, like, like a like, jean jacket or something yeah, yeah like, like skinny like, scarf nor- <laughs> yes like normal mid 2000s tween she looks yeah. like an American girl though she does like just normal kid clothes yep. for the era and it's like Tyler are you ready and she's like yeah I'm like who are you <laughs> <laughs> different child and creepy attic grandma also in the yeah, episode creepy is creepy attic grandma, attic grandma. And, yeah we Weird. The weird fade in, fade out yep. of like we have a grandmother who lives in the attic, fade in and fade out. Like, and then Can we meet like, her? No. no. And then Dean's like, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. And like when they break in to go see her, and, yeah. they, like, and then she, but then the and then the mom is like, "All right, two minutes." Like you guys out of my house. out of my house. Like, you sorry. are scaring grandma. <laughs> it's like okay, fair. Yeah, but like fair. the last time they snuck up behind an old lady, it was uh, <laughs> sleeping with my papers open. <laughs> it's just their the way that they're like sneaking like, up know, behind her. And they're like, they're like, "Hey, can we talk to you?" And they're like, "Why isn't she answering?" It's like because she's at it, grandma. <laughs> They're like, hey, speak, speak, old lady, speak. And the mom's like, okay, out, get out. Get out like, why, we're why sorry. Did, she's like, you're she, scaring her. Why did, why, Look at this poor old lady. Why did she hide the grandma in, in the, the attic? <laughs> <laughs> and like, we assume she brought her meals, but like, we, ne- we, we never just, see that. Or always, all we see is, just, gra- just is grandma there. sitting silently and completely alone in a wheelchair in the center of the room. Like looking out the window, kind of, but like... Kind of far away from the window, window. too. Yeah. Yeah, she's too far away to see To anything. see anything out the window. <laughs> it's gotta be such an And she's just like catatonic and She's just like, like and, and like they just, just leave her there. It's not like there's like an elevator or something. Like, like no, like, how, she they, they had to the drag street. her up the oh stairs and hide her in the attic. And it's not like they have an. She doesn't have an aid. It's gotta be. She doesn't, no. have, a, she doesn't have someone helping it's her. It's gotta no. be so bumpy getting, <laughs> getting her up how, and down the stairs. I just they're like, sorry, Grandma. <laughs> we gotta why do it again. They, why? <laughs> why did they hide her in the attic? So funny. It's like elderly abuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was elder abuse. Was hiding Grandma in the attic. Oh my yep. god. And be like, no one can see her. No one, no one can see her. Only I can see grandma. That's very weird. And bring her oatmeal and porridge. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 
was it was very weird. But I did like the pool scene. Yes. The pool scene was very scary. Yeah. It was, with it Tyler was like holding onto the edge and Maggie being like trying to convince, trying her, convince her to jump so that they can be together forever. Yeah. Forever and ever. <laughs> and and Tyler not wanting to, but Maggie making her and yeah. then pushing her. Yeah. Very scary. And Sam jumping in the pool with his cast on. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get that wet, Sam. Afraid you might get wet. You're not supposed to get those wet. They nope. get, they'll get moldy. <laughs> yep. But overall, I'm not sure. I really liked Hunted. But the thing is, do we say that they uh, mentioned that they made some weird... Two times they made weird gay jokes about oh, Sam yeah. and Dean. In, um, in Playthings. Play things. Yeah. They were like, they made oh, uh, you look like you're antiquing. You look the part. And then they were, and like, they were like, excuse so one me? Bed? Like, what? So... Yeah, and, so and one bat, one king-size bed or... Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, we're, uh, we're, we're brothers. brothers. And she's like, oh, right. Oh. And then the old guy is like, antiquing. Yeah. <laughs> and the magic that was going on in there was pretty appropriate. Right? Yeah. It was like, was it like hoodoo? It was hoodoo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they're like, what was that? Like the five-pointed thing? Yeah. Like, ah, this is like a, a thing. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, like, it's like, like literally on, that's like on every die that comes in every board game ever is that symbol. Yeah. yeah. It's the five. Five. It's the number five. <laughs> in dots. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, it was the weird, like, it's fine because it was actually brought to us by one person a long time ago they showed it to us so the yeah, way- or like uh, the um it was like, oh yeah it was like the old maid or something yeah. like the old maid showed us the weird incantations that she had yeah um yeah. and then we stole them from her so I'm not sure yet but I think my vote is for hunted definitely in its favor is Sterling K Brown is in it yeah yeah. Ava. We meet Ava. Ava. We meet Ava. She's good. It sets up plot stuff. Yeah. Versus this was a, mm-hmm. a monster of the week. I think as as far as the monsters of the week in this season, Playthings was one of the better ones. Yes. Yeah. It was, I think it was one of the better settings. I thought the ghost itself was really interesting and a really good twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The pool scene I thought was very good. Yeah. yeah. Really cool shooting location in general. Yes. Yeah. No, they did not solve the problem, no. really. No. They just kind of left. Grandma died and decided to stay with Maggie forever. Yep. So Maggie was like, Because they didn't think I'm all to set. look. They didn't think to actually search the dolls with an EMF reader. EMT reader. And burn the doll. Yep. Which would have solved the problem. Yep. They just didn't do that. They're they just like, We're going to leave this building and never go back inside because. And you should. Too. And you should too. <laughs> We're just gonna leave those ghosts here, and this and a developer will come and demolish the whole thing. So pro- oh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. That's gonna lead to angry spirits. What's probably gonna happen, like we said in the episode, is that there will be an estate sale, and the haunted dolls yep. will be in a lot, and we'll probably go to a collector, and the ghosts will probably go with the dolls. Yep. So hunted or playthings? You think hunted? I'm choosing hunted, even though I'm on the fence. I think Sterling K. Brown just makes it, and meeting Ava. And how like good she is um, as like a like just personality, just a normal girl from Peoria. Yeah, <laughs> she's like I'm a secretary, <laughs> which makes what's hap- what happens to her you know tragic. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Bridget. Yeah, I like hunted. You're p- picking hunted. Then I'll put in my vote for playthings. Okay. Just be different <laughs> because I think it is one of the best monsters of the week this season. This anyway. season, yeah. Even that with, pool scene really makes it. I think. Yeah, even with the gross weird gay jokes. Yeah, that really had no place being there. Yep. And then Dean getting really upset about it. Dean being, yeah, weird and confused. But there was some really interesting direction in this episode. Mm-hmm. I thought the ghost, the whole ghost thing was interesting and different. And the reveal was great. The 
yeah. cool scene was fantastic. So, but Hunted moves on. Okay, are we ready for round two? Round two. Uh, at the top of round two, we have coming in at number one, All Hell Breaks Loose Part Two. This is the one that on this list was rated the highest. Wow. I okay. don't believe that. <laughs> so, I mean, we can discuss it, but yeah. rated the best was All Hell Breaks Loose Part Two versus moving on from the last round, Hollywood Babylon. Oh. Oh. Well, All Hell Breaks Loose Part Two had 9.4 stars. Hollywood Babylon had 8.5. So this Almost is... just a point difference. This is number one on the list versus number 16. So being a two-parter, being the second part of a two-parter, I think is a little bit hard to judge it on its own. Mm-hmm. But like when you give it the context of part one, it was pretty good. Um, I think Hollywood Babylon as like a kind of bottle episode itself was like, you know, we, we've talked about like why that was good or at least why it was better than No Exit. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think just like the care that went into it, I think there was more in All Hell Breaks Loose Part 2. It was the finale. Yeah, they, so they put of, more effort in. All of the production value is going to be going into it. Yeah. Points in its favor. We have the yellow-eyed demon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Doing monologues. He starts monologuing. He starts monologuing. We got some Bobby. We got some really good Jimmy Weaver. We got some Bobby. We got some Ellen. We got some Jake. We got to see Jake's corruption arc. The crossroad deal. We see Dean's crossroad deal. Yeah. That, that, that's going to have some implications. Yeah. Uh, and we've already talked about Hollywood Babylon. So um, in All Hell Breaks Loose, it picks up in the second part of the finale. It picks up from Ghost Town where Sam has just died and Jake has escaped and it's the race to the finish, but they still don't know what's going on. So they present all of the lore. A lot of lore in this one. A lot of lore in this one. That they could have been leading up with over (laughs) the course of the season in a couple minutes. Like, this is what's been going on while you guys have been doing side quests all season. (laughs) Bobby was doing the research. No, (laughs) Bobby and Ash were doing the research this season. Yeah. Sam is dead at the beginning of the episode and Mm -hmm. Dean's... So we get to see Jensen. We get to see Jensen... to nothing. We get to see Jensen acting. everything. We get to see Jensen doing a lot of acting and it's very good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Jensen's a really... Not just like, oh, he can cry on cue, but like, he puts his full emotion into Mm -hmm. that. Jensen's a really good actor. Yeah. And then getting, you know, getting Sam back and going to see Bobby and Bobby's emotional, you know, discussion (laughs) with (laughs) with Dean out in the scrapyard where, you know, speaking kind of for the audience, like... You you stupid ass! (laughs) (laughs) And do you, like, you know, do you really have that low of an opinion of yourself, Dean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you really think you're not worth anything? And Dean, he doesn't. Yeah. And that, like, he's my brother. Like, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's not even, it, it, from his perspective, he's not even supposed to be there. So at least yeah. that way, like, he's like, my life could mean something. And it's like, Dad, wow. Like I did it before. And then we get all of the research just all at once. Yeah. <laughs> and then the race to the graveyard. And we get to see the yellow eyed demon and Jake's corruption arc. Not crazy that they shot an unarmed black man in the back several times. Yep. Nope. And then executed him. And then executed him. That was not, that was bad. Yeah. And bad that it was like one of our main characters that we're supposed to like. And then the yellow eyed demon planting the idea that. So you brought Sam back. Are you sure you brought him back right, though? Yeah. You did not specify that in the deal, by the way. What's dead should stay dead. What's dead should stay dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, the the result of all of this lore that we've gotten, that we got this entire episode just like, 
all at once is that Samuel Colt. Remember Colt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember that guy? Or, oh, remember? We haven't talked about him at all this season. Remember him? He is responsible for a hundred square mile devil's trap, the points of which are Old West churches. Laid between them are iron rail tracks that make up this devil's trap, at the center of which is an old cowboy graveyard, at the center of which is a gate to a, hell. A gate to hell that is locked. The key is his gun. <laughs> yep. All of this we get in this last episode and not throughout the season. Nope. It's a lot of information. It is. But it all, you know, culminates in the gate is opened, hell is opened, lots of demons escape out into the world, also ghosts and things. Yeah. A lot of things escape. Among them, John Winchester. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Who is, who comes in at the last minute to save save Dean. The Allied Demon is about to execute Dean with the last bullet in the Colt. John stops him briefly, long enough for Dean to get a hold of the gun, the Allied Demon to re-enter his vessel body, and Dean to shoot him. Last bullet. Give it a big ol' hug. John 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 does. does. John He he hugs him Grapples with the, uh, with with the the demon smoke. Yeah, he's like, this is what I always wanted. Uh, (laughs) First I gave you a smooch, now I... Oh my god. interrupts Dean's execution long enough for Dean to get the gun and to kill the LOI demon with the last bullet in the cult. With no more bullets, the gun is useless. They have it at the end of the season. They do have yep. the cult. Yep. The magic gun that can kill anything. It needs the special bullets. The special custom bullets that they can't make. So they don't have a magic MacGuffin going into the... Oh, well. Th- oh, well. Because you, because you can't start your, your yeah. season with, with a magic gun that kills everything. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Where would you go from there? You oh, just Supernatural keep... finds ways to escalate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So up next to Hollywood Babylon, I think all yeah. the since part two wins. I, I think I think it kind of does. It, yeah. it's not that hard. No, <laughs> no. it's more exciting too. A so, lot more happens. Mm-hmm. There's just so there's much, so much happened, and we got so much information, and there's just so much acting mm-hmm. that yeah. happened. So yeah. we we will say goodbye to Hollywood Babylon. Honorable mention to Dean living a normal happy life. Yep. Yeah. And Tara. And Tara. Honorable mention to Tara. And uh, what's his name from <laughs> Office Space? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Jerry Cole. <laughs> From Office Space. Also, I don't want to mention. I don't want to mention to him, too. Yeah. All Hell Breaks Loose Part 2 moves on. Our next battle of round two. Two episodes we have not talked about coming in at number nine, Crossroad Blues, and number eight, Heart. Ooh. Heart had 8.8 stars. Crossroad Blues had 8.7. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Coming in at 8 and 9. Very, very evenly matched. So Crossroad Blues obviously was about Crossroad Demons and Crossroad Demon Deals and, like, the introduction of that and, like... Yeah. Crossroad Blues had, yeah, had, was, the was, was, was yeah. the introduction of Hellhounds, Hellhounds, yeah. And it was the, the people being killed and torn apart were people who had been to this dive bar 10 years before and had been seen talking to this person and then suddenly their life their life went from nothing to successful architect um doctor a chief of medicine uh, doctor at a hosp- yeah at a hospital wife that doesn't have cancer anymore and there was another guy who that they'd found oh um uh artist an artist mm-hmm. yep he was like I, I asked for talent not fame so his, all i have are mistake. these paintings yeah, that that nobody nobody wants, wants. So that was his mistake. Yeah. And the, the hounds were coming for him. Yeah. Introduction to a little bit more like hoodoo stuff um, with goofer dust. Which hasn't really been brought up since. No. Nope. Which I'm not mad about. <laughs> no. Nope. Because it's pretty appropriative. Yep. But a lot of introduction to the lore of how crossroads work. Yeah. And how hellhounds work, which are 
important for the rest of the series. Okay. And and Dean's first meeting with the Crossroad Demon. Yeah. And he technically does make a deal in this episode. He does. It's it's extorted. Yes. Uh, that he's he's extorting the demon to to save the the guy who made the deal to save his cancer wife. Evan. I just looked at my notes earlier, but like yeah yeah. So to save the guy, he lured her into a devil's trap and per, like started exercising her. And then uh, the deal was like you've saved mm-hmm. this man, and then I won't exercise you. Yeah. The lore behind this episode is the Crossroad Blues music. Yeah. You know, the idea that, you know, blues is the devil's music and that there was this musician who made a deal with the devil to, you know, become a famous musician and then within 10 years was was dead. Some of which was true. Like, right. he, he was a, a fantastic blues musician who died young. Robert Johnson. And, and we get, you know, some flashback clips of that. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they, they do uh, little bits of that story. And we get some blues music throughout the episode, which yeah. is great. Yeah. We also get one of the theses yeah, for this the episode. For, for for the show. Your misery is the point. Or is the whole she, point. She's going to keep watching because your misery is the whole point. It's too fun to watch. It's like, wow. Like, we know it's the... <laughs> we, know, we know, but hey. Like, we know that's the thesis of the show, but... Ow. Yeah. So that's Crossroad Blues. Heart was the one with like one very emotional scene at the end and uh, Maddie as a werewolf and a lot of plot holes and like not very good like characterization of her. No. um, And she went through a ton of trauma and then continued to be traumatized and had her identity taken from her, had her life taken from her and then had to die. Had to die die for it. it. Yeah. So so it was our introduction to werewolves. Mm -hmm. The acting was amazing though. Yeah. I think the acting was the thing that made it but the writing was not good. Yeah. It was our introduction to werewolves and the idea of how werewolves work. Which Um, is just a person with like long fingernails like crazy eyes and yeah. long teeth. The true werewolf villain in this episode was a predator. He was uh, hunting strippers. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And was acting out sexual violence in his werewolf, the whole werewolf situation. Yep. There, there was, like, you know, evidence that he was, like, you know, going after strippers because of, like, you know... Primal urge or something. Primal yeah. urge and big incel energy. Yeah. <laughs> and was the, um... And, and he was Madison's attacker uh, when she was mugged. She wasn't mugged. She was attacked by a werewolf. Yeah. And that's, that's when the, that whole werewolf thing happened. <laughs> her creepy ex-boyfriend who was a stalker yeah. and abusive. Yeah. And she was like, sorry about him. Yeah, That's it's, so embarrassing. I'm it's like, so no, embarrassing. It's so embarrassing that it's so embarrassing that my abusive ex-boyfriend showed up at my job and like and started punch my boss yeah. or like tried to. I or... almost got fired for it. Yeah. So her life so embarrassing. full of trauma. That that happened. She was mugged and um, bitten on the neck, like on the back of the neck. And by a werewolf who creature who uh, has been acting out these murders through sexual frustration yeah. attacked her. That's traumatic too. And she's just kind of pushing it off to the side like oh don't worry about it. It's nothing. Yeah. She's like it's kind of silly. Silly goofy story. <laughs> so we do get you know, the idea werewolves are just like people. Yeah. yeah. People who don't know what's people going who, on. People who don't know what's going on they wake up in the middle of nowhere with no clothes. Apparently. On the, apparently. On the full moon. 
Yeah. Having murdered people. He and Sam were loosely, you know, kind of familiar with with werewolf lore from before, but they didn't know that they were just people. Yeah. So that's rough when they decide that, okay, well, she's going to just keep killing people probably. Right. And when they kill Glenn, or when when Dean kills Glenn and is like, oh, shoot, you're a guy. And he's like, oh my God, it happened again. Where am I? And Uh, and he's like, take it easy, Glenn. And then Glenn dies. They've got to do that to Madison. And she knows full well that they're going to do that. And I say, they, and I say, have to do that to Madison. They did not. No. There are solutions here. They just didn't they take just, enough time to find one. No. There are solutions. They did not deal with that. Yeah. Like, okay, no, she's not going to get her security deposit back on this apartment because she destroyed the closet. Yep. You can still lock her in the closet. <laughs> yeah. There are solutions. You tried ropes before? How about chains? Chains. <laughs> like, there are solutions. And they, like, very briefly give lip service to that, but then they're like, well, she'll probably escape at some point anyway and start killing people again. So, we gotta kill right, her. And they're like, well, we can't, like, babysit her forever yeah. and we don't want to so basically they're like kill her basically they're like we don't have time to babysit her yeah. so we're just gonna kill her yeah and sam's the, gonna be the one and she's who, like i want you to do it yeah <laughs> he's like don't put that on me yeah no sam we're gonna give that trauma to sam yeah somebody that he's actually into somebody that he's connecting with mm-hmm. yeah yeah we're gonna give that trauma to sam yeah yeah so. and that scene was really emotional yeah yeah dean wanted to take that burden for him but Sam took that trauma on. Yeah, they did not have to. They did not have to kill her. Yeah, and I'm still mad about it. Yeah, and then they barely talk about her later. Yeah, they're like, we need to give you a break because of that Maddie shit. So So we're gonna go to Hollywood. Yeah, and then that's it. Yep. So I think I liked Crossroad Blues better. Yeah, I mean, when I the first time I watched the werewolf one, I really liked it, but then we talked about it a lot, and I was like, and it just fell apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It was one of those episodes you just pulled one thread, and the whole thing fell apart. I think it was just because the acting was so good. Yeah, so I'm going to vote for Crossroad Blues, too. I just, there were too many bad things happening in heart for me to move on. Yeah, honorable mention for the acting. Yep, honorable mention to the acting, honorable mention to the magical burrito sheet. Yes! (laughs) But uh, Crossroad Blues wins. Uh, Our next battle, coming in at number five, All Hell Breaks Loose Part 1, versus our winner from last round, coming in at number 12, Folsom Prison Blues. Mm. So... Mm. All Hell Breaks Loose Part 1. We haven't talked about this one yet. Yeah. This is the suddenly plot. Yeah. They're at a diner, and then they're not. And then Sam is gone. And Sam is wakes up in Frontierland, and Andy is there. They find Ava. They find Jake and Lily. I don't know. I kind of liked it. Oh, yeah. I liked yeah. this one. Sucks that Lily's girlfriend died. Sucks that Lily died. Mm-hmm. Sucks that Ash died. Yeah. Sucks that... Andy uh, died. Andy died. Sucks that Ava died, yeah. even though she was evil. But, yeah. like, last surviving woman in the episode dies. Yeah. Yeah, this episode is Battle Royale, you know, Hunger Games time, trying to pick the strongest kid with superpowers, mm-hmm. as set up by the Yellow-Eyed Demon, trying to pick his champion for some some purpose. <laughs> so we've got this situa- this Hunger Games situation, and they're all being picked off one by one. There's, there's a demon involved. And then we learn that Ava is basically the reason. And for the past five months that she's been missing, she has been here in Frontierland, murdering people. Yeah. <laughs> Getting stronger and stronger. And, and liking it. Liking it. And uh, it seems to be that the more she is getting, she has stronger superpowers. And the more she uses her powers, the more corrupted she becomes. The more powers 
that start opening up, the more, as she says, like the more switches get flipped in your brain. And this learning curve is so fast, like that she yeah. gets so powerful so quickly. We get some uh, uh, some monologuing from the yellow eyed demon, mm-hmm. and we see a little bit from the past. He give he gives Sam a glimpse into the night in the nursery, yeah. and just that little nugget of extra information that Mary mm-hmm. knew him. She knew the yellow eyed demon. The episode ends. Uh, Sam and Jake at the last one standing, and Jake decides that he has a better chance of killing the demon. This is his justification to himself. Right, do the math, Sam. And it's like, uh, no. <laughs> How are his, you going to kill him? His justification for, well, we have to do this. He can't guarantee that Sam won't turn on him, so he's gotta be the one to kill Sam. Yeah. Which is the start of his corruption arc. Yep. Listening to the yellow eye demon. Yeah. He comes to him and he listens to him. Yeah. And uh, he stabs Sam through the spine, <sighs> and Sam dies in Dean's arms. Yeah, I like this one better than... <laughs> <laughs> better than Folsom Prison. Better than Prison 1, yeah. Yeah, it's better. Um, so, honorable mention to Folsom Prison Blues. Honorable mention to Jeff Kober. <laughs> yep, Jeff Kober. Honorable mention to... I guess the guy who plays Deacon, because, like, that plays, was... He was a good... Yeah, guy he was a good Deacon. actor. It wasn't was, a great character. Um, but. Tiny, who, yep. who, who is their real-life uh, real bodyguard, bodyguard and driver. And, and a crazy lawyer, just trying to get them to, like, oh focus God, on the case at hand. She's, until, she's lost her license. She yep. just... just gonna go to the countryside and live her own life. Until they find her. Public yeah. defender, what? Mara, Mara, Daniels. Mara Daniels. She's no longer a public defender. No. <laughs> Almost certainly. No, she's gonna, like, get a fake ID and... Become a fugitive. Yeah. She's decided the fugitive life is for her. So, all hell breaks loose. Part one moves on. Next round. Our winner from the last round, uh, coming in at number 20, Bloodlust, versus coming in at number four, Tall Tales. Ooh. Huh. Okay, this is a little harder, because so Tall Tales was the one with the unreliable narration with like Sam and Dean telling Bobby the story of what has happened and in their their own versions of the story. And we get the trickster. We get the trickster, but we also get a very bad scene about a frat guy. Yes. Yeah. And Sam and Dean laughing at like sexual violence. And that like the, the whole joke being, isn't it funny that in retaliation for frat hazing, we did a sexual assault? Isn't that funny. It is not. No. It's not funny. No. The, the, that's not that's not a good sense of humor, Trickster. Yeah, that, that part was not great. Yeah. And it's also kind of like, I don't know, funny because it's gay. Right. That was also part of it. It was like, ah, ha 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 ha, hmm, you did a gay thing. You did a, yes, it was a ha ha, you did a gay thing, non-consensually. Yep. That's, nope. The Which we didn't mention in the previous one in a that Andy oh that a game. yeah that yeah was in part one all hell breaks was part one mm-hmm. that wasn't great yeah, either he's... they completely ruined Andy's character for a minute yeah in addition to killing him in addition to killing him so mm-hmm. that wasn't great, great. but um, um Sarah Gamble that was Sarah Gamble yep thanks she sticks around so yeah, in this episode, the unreliable narration is really fascinating. <laughs> we get the blah 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 blah. blah. But, um, and that was, like, that was what do you think you're, you're doing? doing? That's giving something Jared to do. Yeah. Dean, yep. What do you think you're doing? And we have our trickster who is throughout the episode as the janitor. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, he's a really good character. He's a great like 
semi-villain monster of the week kind of person. Played by Richard Spade Jr. Yeah. He's fantastic. And he just, he was like always smirking. Mm-hmm. There was something about him that was just so mm-hmm. smug. Yep. Even as like playing janitor, playing yeah. the part of like, I'm just a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but I saw that guy, he killed himself the other day. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. He is the cue of this universe. And, oh, he's so oh, chaotic. You, you, chaotic. You love to hate him. Man. I am not a merry man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And I just love when, yeah. I mean, it's funny because it's supposed to be like, oh, Dean's eating a lot. But the way yeah, that Jensen can his stuff face. that many candies into fully, his mouth. Fully chipmunks. Yep. The chocolates. And smiles through it and is like drooling through it's it. It's like, it's disgusting. So, There's but, stuff oozing out of his mouth. But the, so this, this is the unreliable narration, That's right? That's how Sam sees him. This is how Sam sees him. Yeah. When, That's Dean, sad. when, when Dean is like, oh, free food as a trauma response, yeah. Sam sees him, sees it as gluttony. Yeah. And it's disgusting. Ooh. Yeah. That's. Ooh. 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 <laughs> it's played for jokes, but ooh, yeah. And when it you is, think and, about it, and it is funny. Jensen's Jensen's he does a good job making it funny, Jensen, but Jensen's chipmunk face is quite funny. <laughs> ooh, yeah. You gotta joke about food insecurity. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, engraved money clip. Yes, we do a money clip engraved question mark sam's money clip uh like falls by the car when (laughs) dean is like you like fucked with my car yeah and he's like no i didn't and he's He's like like, but what's this and And he's like like, haha give that back (laughs) he's like no it's it's mine now you want it go Go get it it. so that tales versus blood versus bloodlust um i don't know this one's harder it's sterling k brown as gordon yep versus the trickster richard spade jr as the trickster I think I'm going to have to go bloodlust just because I can't get over that frat guy thing. Mm-hmm. It was pretty bad. It was bad. And we will have more episodes with the trickster. This was the trickster's introduction. We will yeah. have more episodes with him. The frat guy thing was really bad. Yeah. And that was, they did not have to do that. It was really unfortunate. They could have just left it at, he was abducted by aliens and was dancing with them. Yeah. yeah it could have been. They did like, not have to you know go, what they did to me? Like, okay. Like, they, they made like, me slow dance. Like, all right. They could have just done that. They could have done that. That would have been funny. And it would have been humiliating for the frat guy to have to slow dance with an alien. But no. And like the other tricks in the episode alligator in the sewer like right. like yeah uh, uh, do you want take taking a guy who's cruel to animals like they, they were fine yeah i mean yeah like uh bringing a like young woman back up to your office who ends up being the like monster because because you're, because, a because you're a predator and then like you get thrown out a window like yeah great. like yeah sure and like 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 yeah taking the frat guy down taking the frat guy who was abusing everyone oh, d- down yeah. a few pegs absolutely fine target for the trickster bad way to do it very bad way to do it the, tr- the trickster's whole 70s porno aesthetic yeah yeah that's sticks with him. Great. He's just he's just a gr- kind of a gross guy yeah, <laughs> a lot of the time. Love it. The switcheroo at the end. Very good. Very good. So where we where Dean kills him, but it was a, a yes, a, yeah. a, a um an illusion the whole it's time. It's a fake. <laughs> oh, that's for our Deep Space Nine friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I think Sterling he it's just a different level of performance like it's a different kind of performance but it's a different kind of performance but i think the thing that really does it is the frat guy thing yeah it just tanks it so i'm sorry tall tales bridget bloodlust bloodlust wins our next battle coming in at number three in my time of dying 
versus a winner from last round, Simon said. Ooh, okay. So In My Time of Dying was the first episode of season two, and it was when Dean has his out-of-body experience as, like, a like ghost, basically, mm-hmm. like dying, actively dying, and uh, meets a reaper who is different than the reaper that we met in season one, but mm-hmm. uh, does her is good at her job and is almost convinces him to pass on. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so it's the aftermath of the car crash. Uh, Sam is trying to communicate with Dean, or like realizes that, uh, and brings in his Luigi board. The Luigi board. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what is it called? Like a magical magic, talking magic. board. Magic talking board because yeah. uh, Ouija board is, is Milton Bradley, tra- Bradley trademark. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the magic talking board talks with Dean's like spirit, and John makes a deal with the yellow eyed demon, and Dean is brought back to life, but has no memory, has of no his memory. experience, no. And the last thing John says to Dean is that keep an eye on Sam because he might go evil, and if he does, you'll have to kill him. Yep. And then is like, hey Sam, can you get me a coffee? That was the last thing he said to Sam. And she's so like, oh, okay. Sure. And, and, and then, then John dies. Came back to find John dead. Yeah. yeah. Versus Simon said, which we talked about. Yeah. I liked uh, I liked in my time of dying a lot. Yeah. Because I don't know, there was there was it was so, so good. It was so emotional and Jensen did such a fantastic job. Yeah. Sitting by John's bed. And then like seeing yourself and, in a hospital bed. Yeah. And, and acting alone while in a scene with other people yeah. was great. The Reaper did a great job. The yeah. Reaper was great. Mm-hmm. A very um, good neutral person. Yeah. If so, if you can hear that bird, I don't know if it's actually being picked up. That bird does that noise all summer long, like Great. like like from like you know all afternoon, all summer. Long. Yeah, yeah. Nothing we can do about it. There yeah. there there is a cardinal who lives locally. Yeah, who sits on top of the one of the tallest trees in the like like right above the house and is loud all afternoon. Yep, it just screams <laughs> all afternoon yep. forever. So, so that's just going to be our fourth host. It's yep. going to be this very loud bird. <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- I think my it's... My vote is for In My Time Dying. Same. So, honorable mention to Andy. Yes. From Simon Said. Mm-hmm. Andy, our stoner moral philosopher. Who lives in a van. Who lives in a van. Love that guy. Rest in peace, Andy. <laughs> in My Time of Dying, moving on. A winner from last round, Born Under a Bad Sign at number 11, versus Night Shifter at number 6. Ooh. So Night Shifter was our second Shapeshifter episode uh, in the bank heist with Ronald, um, yeah. who comes down with a gun and is like, this is not a robbery. Bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Par- paranoid Ronald, who thinks it's a mandroid. A mandroid. <laughs> a Cyberman from, from Doctor Who. Yep. And also the Green Bay Packer cheese heads are involved. Yes. Yep. He thinks that they are alien spies. Yep. This? And that the cheese heads are alien receiving devices. I loved the way that it felt like it could be a horror video game. Like, it was um, an intense episode. Yeah, yeah, it felt like it could be like a Resident Evil video game. Yeah, and then we get introduction to Victor Henriksen. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the whole, like, All of cop the cops. inside it's of it like, and, like, SWAT team side of it. it. When you, the uh, SWAT team came. This when you what? open the door and you look outside, or when when Dean, when yeah. Dean opened the door, you realize just how big it is and how much trouble they're in. Yeah, there's there's helicopters outside. This was the news teams. Yeah, this was what the usual suspects was trying to wish, yeah. wished it was. Yeah, um, <laughs> you wish you were you, night shifter. Yeah, you <laughs> wish you were night shifter, man. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, as always, when you have a, a shapeshifter episode, you know... Don't split up! Don't! Yeah! Don't... 
fucking split up. And all of the hostages. Everybody needs to keep an eye on everybody else. All of the hostages in, yeah, in the vault. As all- soon as you lose sight of as, of anybody, yep. boom. Ev- could be could be anybody. Could be anybody. Yeah. It was just These people the tension- needed to watch Deep Space Nine. I know. <laughs> the tension. They weren't like- great at it, keeping track of it either, but. <laughs> no, but at least you were a little, you could have been informed a little better about like changelings. I'm lucky. You- While Born Under a Bad Sign was good. Yes. It had that scene with Joe. Yeah. yeah. That made it very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and scary, but in a bad way. And it was very sad. It was, like, sad and upsetting to see Sam do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which, like... Like, it was it was supposed to be that way, and, like, I guess they achieved what they were doing, but it wasn't great. Yeah. And, I like, I think it was more effective than a lot of their yeah. threats of sexual violence have been. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a little bit more effective than other scenes like it. Yes. Yeah. But they didn't need to do it. No. Interesting things in Night Shifter, so we were introduced to Victor, um, and the larger threat of the FBI mm-hmm. in general. Uh, we got the fantastic bait-and-switch yes. escape. Yep. Yes, the Ocean's Eleven bait-and-switch. It was amazing. That was really it's, good. It's that, it's that feeling you get yeah. when you watch an Ocean's Eleven movie. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's, it's the, you know, they did a successful heist, here's how, when we get to see how they did it, and then they escape, and it, yeah, it was really great. Uh, and, they're, and they're like, we're fucked. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, we are so screwed. I think Ron was really good. Ronald was really good in it, mm-hmm. and sad that he died. Yeah, yeah, but, but like, that, yeah, that made was sense. You yeah. know, like a bank robber who like doing air quotes here. No, yeah, the, the bank robber of this yeah. episode, like getting like taken down because like the law is there, like makes sense. But like poor Ronald, yeah. he was never. It was never the intention of a robbery or like or no. hurting anyone. No, he was trying to save people. I agree. I don't think Born Under Bad Sign stands up to Night Shifter. So my vote's for Night Shifter. Night Shifter. Night Shifter. All right. So honorable mention to Born Under Bad Sign mm. to Jared's acting. Yeah. Actually giving Jared something to do. Yeah. Jared got to do a lot of acting in that episode. Yeah. Well done, Jared. I really wish they'd give him more to keep him busy. Yeah. And we got to see Meg. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not as we knew her. No, but still. But still. Like, that's the character is Meg. Yeah. So she's still out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She escaped at the end. Yeah. So that's great. Probably see her again. Okay. And Bobby, also yep. in that episode. Very good. Uh, but Night Shifter moves on. Our next battle, coming in at number seven, Roadkill versus number ten, Croatoan. Ooh. Okay. So Roadkill was the one that was not really about Sam and Dean. Nope. And it was mostly about... The woman, Molly, mm-hmm. who was a ghost and didn't know it. And, like, every year on the anniversary, after, like, this, like, 15 years, like, uh, of this accident, she, like, hit Jonah Greeley with her car. Her husband survived and she died. And... She re- relives that whole night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jonah, uh, like, attacks her mm-hmm. all, the, like, every year on that night. And because, like, we, the audience, are following Molly. Mm-hmm. We don't so, know what's going on. So we don't, yeah, we don't know what's going on either. And we get to see the boys from an external perspective, yeah. something that we're not used to. And they're threatening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are cagey and weird. And and Dean is difficult. Yeah, because um, he's, like, impatient the whole time because he cause knows he, what's going on and we don't. And he has no patience for just nice talking to ghosts. Yeah. Like, you salt and burn them, and sometimes you have to fight them. Like, yeah. all of this ghost whisper nonsense that Sam is doing is wasting time. And they they have a limited amount of time, because it's one night a year. Yeah. We get to see, you know, Dean is 
kind of nasty this episode, mm-hmm. but it's a really emotional piece of character work. Yeah. By yeah, Rael Tucker. I, I, cried. I yeah. cried at the end. No, me too. <laughs> and like she gets her closure. Yeah. It's very sad because she sees that it was, you know, 15 years ago or whatever. And she sees that her husband who survived has moved on and has a family. But she, you know, gets to put the pieces together. She gets her closure and she gets to move on in the ghost whisperer fashion. Yeah, she passes on in a ray of light. And into the sunrise. Yeah. And Sam is hopeful that she is at peace wherever that may be. Mm -hmm. And Dean kind of has to admit that he is too. And that Sam did a good job handling her and the situation. And we get a cool flashback that Phil and all of like the missing pieces of their side of the case. Yeah. And I think it was a really well done one-off episode. Yeah. Croatoan was the one with so much build-up. We we had a end of the episode next time. Yeah, it was like an next. action sequence. It was intensely built up. Yeah. And it was about like the demon virus that um like was like passed through blood. Yeah, it was blood to blood contact. Yeah. They go to this town and Sam's like, huh, Croatoan. It's written on the the uh, utility pole. The town starts like going crazy and turning on each other and turning each other into like mo- uh, monsters. Monsters. And I want to say like first, at least an honorable mention. Doesn't move on to Diego Klattenhoff, who played Dwayne Tanner. You're so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the blonde kid who's like, it's not me! And, like, gets super emotional as Dean's like, I gotta kill you. And, like, Sam sees the vision of him killing him. And stops him. And then stops him. And, yeah, Dean, like, murders a few people in that episode. Because then they 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 realize that, like, the the virus is, like, gone. Or, like, the people are going back to normal or something like that. That they they didn't find any people that were cured. Right. They just were looking at the sample of the virus. Yeah. And which went back to normal after a certain amount of time. So then but, they were like, are, do the people go back to normal? So yeah, but no, like, this but is a little were, ambiguous, but like, But ooh. there were no people there to look right. at. Right. Yeah. But all, but also everyone in town vanished. Yeah. I really liked Crotone. I did too, but... It was an intense... It was intense. ...episode. It was very scary. Yeah. In a way that Supernatural doesn't usually do. I mean, it was... It, they weren't quite doing the zombie thing. It was... But... It was a little bit... Oh, 20 was, Days Later or... Yeah, it, or, it felt yeah. a lot like... Uh, yeah, it felt a lot like 28 Days Later. Yeah. That was my feeling with it. Shoot, this one's hard. That's why I really they're liked very, Crotone. They're my very vote, different good. episodes. My, so different. My vote was for Crotone. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're they're very different episodes. And also, when I I remember when I read it, <laughs> when I read the title, I read it as Croatian. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Yeah. It is not Croatian. Croatoan is all is linked to plot stuff because it's linked to Sam's visions. Yes. They knew to go to this town because of Sam's visions. Mm-hmm. Sam's visions are all linked to yet the yellow eyed demon and the kids with powers. Yep. This virus, the Croatoan virus, is all linked to that and larger plot. It was just another demon that possessed Dwayne Tanner and kills Sarge at the end. And it's like, I gotta make a call. Yeah, kills Uh, our only black man this episode. Yeah, Yeah. wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. (laughs) And and it is a different... A demon who makes the blood the blood phone call. Yeah, um, is it is a different cup of Odo. <laughs> it is. It's a little swirly and different. Not yeah, a spiky. It's a, it's a, it's a whirlpool like a- instead of the spiky Odo cup. Yeah. So it's a, so it's a different phone call. Yeah. Oof. It's this is a hard one. I'm gonna need to hear votes first I before I decide. I have already voted. I know. Bridget called for Croatoan already. It's my favorite. It reminds me of 28 Days Later. I need to know if my later. vote matters It reminds or not. me of 28 Days Later, which is one of, might be my favorite horror movie. God, yeah. So, so. so Bridget's vote is for Croatoan. Here's the problem with my vote. 
I know what happens. Oh, right. So you know that there's larger context for Croatoan and that yeah, it's like so, foreshadowing so, and like right. implication. So, and... so I know the larger context for the episode. Just go with your heart. Yeah, if you say Croatoan, like, I understand. <laughs> because I'm on the fence. And Roadkill was great. Yeah. Certainly up there for sta- the standalone episode. Like, but I've- does it match to Croatoan? Does it match to the suspense we were given? Yeah, it was so it's- intense. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> the, the, the scene where Jensen gets to act alone with, with Jared and decide that he, the, the scene where Dean hands over the keys to the Impala. Yeah. yeah and because, he's like, I'm going to die because, here with because you. He, or because like, he I, can't, I can't go He on. can't kill him. Yeah. Because he can't make the decision to kill Sam. Yeah. And, Jer- uh, and Jared, 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 Jared and Jensen's acting in that scene. Yeah, Jared being like, give me the gun, I'll do it myself. And the scene when... And it being so hard for Jared, right? Wasn't that a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For it be- him being like... That was a hard scene. Yeah, like, to have to say, give me the gun, I will kill myself. Like, yeah. struggling with that. As as a person who has struggled with mental health problems. And... The with, s- with serious depression. Yeah. The scene where Dean locked Sam in in the room and... Yeah, and, and goes to go kill and, him. And, and, and he's struggling with the gun, and the guy's pleading, like, please don't kill me, don't kill me, don't he, kill and me. And he decides to trust Sam. Yeah. yeah. God, yeah, so yeah. No, I think my vote has to be for Croatoan. I I don't want it to be because I'm familiar with the larger context. I know that's probably coloring my judgment there. No. Yeah, but it but makes sense. It was a good and suspenseful episode. So Croatoan, Croatoan. I will put in my vote for Roadkill because good. I liked it a lot. Um, it was really good. I think mm-hmm. Croatoan might overall be the better episode, mm-hmm. but I really liked Molly. She mm-hmm. was great. She was, she was a great one-off character yeah. of a depth we don't usually see in the women on this show. Yeah. Even though she was kind of just like, I need to get to my husband, and that was kind of all we knew about her. Yeah, but yeah, she, had, she was had, still really good. She had more personality. Yeah. So, all right, so Croatoan moves on, but honorable mention certainly to Molly mm-hmm. and to... Just the ghost the, whispering that happened. The ghost whispering <laughs> that happened. And just the really moving episode that yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. It was very touching. But Croatilla moves on. So we've had a couple upsets. Uh, Ro- Roadkill was rated hi- more uh, highly than Croatilla. Mm, okay. Our last battle of round two. Our winner from last round, Hunted. Number 15. Going up against number two. Now, am I going to say this right? Oh, yeah. What is and what should never be? Is yeah, that right? That's right, I think. Okay. That one. Yeah. Number that that comes in at number two, that hunted was, at number fifteen. That was the like gin thing when it was the Dean dream. Dean has a little dream. Have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. Dean uh, gets his wish granted, um, though he doesn't. He uh, is wish in his mind, and he is put in this other like fantasy reality where his mom never died, where John is still dead, but do- but died of natural well of a stroke in his sleep. So something a little bit more natural, a little bit more peaceful. But he's not there. So he's he not there. Have- so he doesn't have to deal with it. There was never a fire. They didn't grow up housing and food insecure. They grew up a happy family. And they don't fight the supernatural, though it does exist in this fantasy world. And Dean can't stop digging. Yeah. He, as much as he loves this fantasy world and you know the novelty of engaging with normal suburban life like mowing mm-hmm. the lawn yep. and having a girlfriend who's a nurse and 
just like that normalcy. And as much as he wants it, he can't let himself have it yeah. because he knows that, that if, if John, if John were there, he would be like, and he said, as he's talking to his grave, he's like, I know what you would say. Well, what happens first is he knows that if the supernatural exists and they didn't save those people, then no one did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all of those people, the hundreds of people that the, the plane crash was 108 people. Yep. All dead. And Dean cannot live with that. No. He cannot sacrifice those people's lives for, for his, his happiness. For his happiness. Like, that's it, no contest. Yeah. And he comes to that conclusion by speaking to John's grave, you know, talks it out in, and we <laughs> just discussed this, um, not all that long ago. Your Jesus Christ Superstar way. <laughs> Gethsemane. Yeah. 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 Which is, I mean, Jesus Christ Superstar. It's, it's a scene from the Bible. <laughs> it's in the book. Originally the Bible. But. And Gethsemane from the musical, from, from the rock opera. What will become of Is an intense and angry scene. And the conclusion of which is, I will make this sacrifice, but fuck you for making me do it. Yeah. Which is not a, a typical Catholic conclusion. No. <laughs> Another episode that, although Jared was in it, Sam really wasn't. Nope. Um, we saw a very different version of Sam, yeah. and I think Jared did a really good job. Personified business casual khakis. I oh, wish this. he had a sweater that was tied around his shoulders. Yes, 2007. Right. So, athletic leisure. Yes. Very yeah, waspy. Sweater, yeah, the sweater <laughs> tied around his shoulders. Yeah. That would have been so good. Yeah. It was there. Like, it, it would have been awful, but it's it would have been... Very, it's the very white... Let's go golfing uh, this afternoon. Or yeah, it's yeah. golfing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Sa- uh, Sam in this universe golfs for sure. Yep. Yeah, frequently. Yep. We talked a little bit about what is and what should never be. I had to read it for a second. <laughs> yeah. To get um, right. So the conclusion of that one, though, is that Dean, of course, of course, he chooses everyone's lives over yep. his happiness, even though if he'd chosen happiness, they all still would have been saved in the real world mm-hmm. because it was a fantasy. Yes. He was not actually giving up their lives yeah. to be happy. He would have been giving up his own life in the real world. Yeah. But he would have lived, to him, it would have seemed like an entire lifetime of happiness and security. Yeah. And I do love that last, one of those last scenes when he is, like, approached by everyone in the dream world. Like, Sam is really trying to get him to leave the warehouse. Really trying to get him to leave. And then he's like, wait! Like, and then they mm-hmm. all approach him and they're like, why aren't you playing your part? We're, this is for you. Yeah. This whole world is for you. Like. And it's interesting that it is for him because it is not perfect. No. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he thinks he's a screw up. He's like, has a drinking problem. He's destructive, self-destructive. Yeah. Sam is like, oh, you're stealing the silver. That's like you. Yeah. And he and Sam do not have a good relationship. Yeah. But in this in in this fantasy world, which is, you know, the happy world for him, Sam is happy. Yeah. His mom's alive. Jess is alive. Everyone important to him is alive and happy. Yeah. Notably, John is not. Yeah. And they are all living their happy lives. Mm-hmm which is what's important to him. He can live like a dead-end, self-destructive life. That's, you know, for all he cares. Everyone else is happy and safe. Which makes him happy. So my vote's for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Overhunted. Honorable mention to... Gordon. Sterling K. Brown as Gordon. Yep. And Ava. Yes. In that episode. Um, But yes. Uh, What is and what should never be moves on. Okay. Are we ready for round three? Yes. 
And now we've talked about all of them. We've talked about all of them. Round mm-hmm. three. Our first battle of round three. All Hell Breaks Loose Part 2 versus Crossroad Blues. Hmm. God. Okay, so Crossroad Blues was the introduction to the Crossroad Demon deal. But Oh, that's funny how but that allows yeah, yeah, Loose Part 2 is the actual deal that Dean makes. Yep. I think because of his acting in it, because him acting to Jared's body, yeah. like him mm-hmm. him acting uh Bobby's acting was very good. I think that one wins for me. Yes. Both of you mm-hmm. are voting for All Hell Breaks Loose Part 2. Yeah. I yep. will lodge my vote for Crossroad Blues because of the blues music, because yeah. of the whole setup of the Crossroads lore. <laughs> the extended scene we get with the Crossroad Demon and her tempting Dean with knowledge about his dad. The thesis for the show. Yep. All great and all honorable mentions, so that that's my vote. But All Hell Breaks Loose Part two moves on. All right, next battle. All Hell Breaks Loose Part one versus Bloodlust. So we have Battle Royale, Hunger Games, Magic Kids mm-hmm. versus Gordon. This is hard. This one's hard because really liked Gordon, really liked the difference between, or like seeing Dean try to be like, you know, like confiding in Gordon about how he can't talk to Sam about these things. You know, and that, like... Because because he still has that parent relationship to Sam. Yeah. They haven't fully developed into an equal brother relationship yet. Yeah. As as adults. Yeah. So, and Dean realizing that he, like, killed a man in cold blood, even though he was a vampire. And uh, Gordon being and like, even, even that was ha- great. Yeah. Even if he hasn't fully grasped that he killed a man in cold blood, he's starting to feel... He's questioning. Feel, starting to question and starting to see the shades of gray. Yeah. I'm going to go with Bloodlust. Okay. Because, I don't know, it was just Gordon and that whole episode, I really liked it. And All Hell Breaks Loose Part 1 was a very good episode, but compared to Bloodlust, the, I don't know, the feelings that I get when I, like, when I think about Bloodlust. And Sterling K. Brown is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I'm gonna have to go with Bloodlust because everybody we love died in uh, Hell Breaks List Part 1. And of all of the burying of your queers. Yeah. Yeah, they killed a lot of, a lot of queer. They killed Ash. They killed Ash. How could you do that? Yeah. He's such a good character. They killed a whole bunch of queer people in that episode. They destroyed Andy's characterization and killed him. Yep. Yellow-Eyed Demon, great monologue. Mm Yeah. But he gets more monologue in part two. Yes. I agree. I think Bloodlust wins it. Bloodlust moves on. Next battle. In My Time of Dying versus Night Shifter. Mm. Ooh. This one's clear for me, but I think it's a lot harder than... Like, it's a hard one. Um, I know what I'm going for. I liked In My Time of Dying a lot just because... um, It's so emotional. It's so emotional. And Jensen had a lot to do. Mm -hmm. And he did it very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jared even had a lot to do. Jared had a lot to do, too. His anger with John. Going to Bobby and then realizing... And Bobby being like, what is this list? Like, what does John want you to do? Yeah. And then... Him being like, oh no, and then going back to John and being like, you wanted to summon the demon. His, his anger with John and his fear for Dean. Mm-hmm. Jared had a lot to do and it was and it was really great. That escalation between him and John that we saw at the end of season one mm-hmm. it and carried through. And, and, and a glimpse into what their relationship is like. It yeah. is a combative one. Yeah. So I like that. I mean, Night Shifter was amazing, but I feel like... It's too hard. I have to, but I had to pick it. I'm going with Night Shifter. I know. Because that 
was um, it was amazing. So what do you think? I think I'm going in my time of dying because Dean wandering around the hospital in his hospital pajamas over the course of the episode going from he's got to save people from whatever's killing people in this hospital to I'm one of those people <laughs> to about to make the decision to move on. To move on. Just, oh, just so emotional and just well done, Jensen. Oh, yeah. So honorable it. mention to Night Shifter for being amazing. For being a fantastic episode. But in my time dying. But in my time dying. Our last battle of this round. Round three. Croatoan versus what is and what should never be. Ooh. I think Croatoan was just so intense. Uh, and Very differently paced. So different. It's um, hard. What is and what should never be. I have to keep looking at yeah. it because it's so <laughs> hard. The title doesn't work quite right in my brain. Yeah. What is and what should never be is much slower, much yeah. more contemplative. I think the it's not as well balanced in tone and pacing yeah. as Croatoan is. Croatoan is very tense throughout and it ramps up and uh, but it's it's it does it, the tension well, so it's got those ramps up of tension and then those releases. Yeah, it's a Crotoan is an excellent horror episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is not what what is and what should never be. That is not a horror episode. No, it's more character work. It's character work and it's in, it's extremely emotional and a- and angry yeah. in a subtle way. Yeah. God, I think I'm going to have to go with Crotoan because overall, again, like the pacing, the like action, it was exciting. It was emotional. Yeah, it was very emotional. I'm going with Crotoan. I think Crotoan Croatoan is the better paced episode of the two. Mm-hmm. So Croatoan, I mean, you, you two both voted for Croatoan, so it's moving on. So I'll put in my vote for what is and what should never be. I think Croatoan is the better paced episode. Yeah. I think it's a little more evenly paced and evenly acted. Yeah. And the setup of the lore is more there than Tattooed Man in Sweater. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I think it's I think it's got this one in general, but I will put my vote in an an honorable mention vote for what is and what should never be for the graveyard scene. Yes. Because that was, that was a good, good acting, good, very sad. (laughs) Croatone moves on. Semi-finals! Battle one! All Hell Breaks Loose Part 2 versus Bloodlust. Ooh. Hmm. I'm thinking Bloodlust Mm -hmm. because of Gordon, because of what we said about Dean, like, realizing it's not all black and white, and and struggling with, like, Sam being a monster, you know, in Gordon's eyes. And All Hell Breaks Loose 2, um, the plot, I don't know, it felt super, super fast-paced, and, like, they were just trying to get everything done. Yes. Uh, I think the pacing was hyperspeed rushed. Yeah. Especially toward the, the end. The presentation of the lore and the, you know, the action plan and the go, 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 go. It was very fast. Yeah. And we did not, as an audience, have enough time to, like, like, oh, Samuel Colt, right. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 gun. Uh, uh, gun. Uh, devil traps. And uh, okay. Now, but, <laughs> I, I guess he did these things, maybe. But yeah. then it was, especially at the end, but then it was like, and now everything's, hell's loose. Ah, and now all the ghosts are out. And now, and now John's here. And now. And <laughs> guilty and, and, and But yeah, I'm going with Bloodlust because it felt solid plot wise and like pretty Mm -hmm. normal paced. It was a pretty standard Monster of the Week episode. Yes. Except that we learned that the monsters were nice. (laughs) Except that we learned that not everything is black and white, that there are good monsters, and that there are, that we learned about the hunter community at large. Yep. um, That there is this hunter community, and we learned about... The boys have a reputation now. Yeah. Among the hunters. But in All Hell Breaks Loose, we have Jensen's acting acting to Sam's body, and his... 
raced the crossroad mm-hmm. and the crossroad deal. Which is very and, good. And the junkyard scene with Bobby and the yellow-eyed demon's monologue and Jake's corruption arc. So you're going to go with that one? I'm going with All Hell Breaks Loose Part 2. Okay. So Bloodlust. So Bloodlust is moving on. I disagree with that. Okay. Okay, then. Semi-final round. Part two. We have In My Time of Dying versus Croatoan. Ooh. Okay. Um, For me, it's still In My Time of Dying because I was just very emotional. Mm -hmm. And I think though there were emotional parts to Croatoan and it was overall like paced very well, it was intense and action-packed and exciting in my time of dying was just so much more subtle and i mean jensen's performance was good in both but i feel like it was a little bit better in in my time of dying personally i liked crotone better than in my time of dying so i'm gonna go with that as my vote so it's up to you in my time of dying yeah so in the final round we just we have the winner we have second place third place would be between the losers of the semifinals yeah okay yeah crotone you guys would, you guys would vote crotone yeah yeah i think the i, I think it was just because, uh, because of the consistency yeah across the board with it yep even with the yellow eyed demon in all hell breaks loose part two yeah the consistency of crotone i think I, I i agree all right our final the final best round. the best episode the official three idget seal of approval for the best episode of season two between bloodlust and in my time of dying in my time of dying, oh, I don't know. we have Sterling K. Brown as Gordon versus emotional, fantastic acting all around by the boys. By the, the boys, John and Bobby. Yeah, yellow eyed demons in this one. I'll go with my time of dying. I think overall it's the better episode. I think in my time of dying has it. Okay. All right. So there we have it. In my time of dying, best episode of season, season two. two. Official three digits pod seal of approval. Stamp. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's it. We've got our winner. Our Hooray. winner. Our winner. Hooray. Listen our mailbag <laughs> segment. Yeah, so we got we got an email uh, from John who identified him himself as a uh, Bacon Plus. <laughs> so thanks for re- reaching out, Bacon yeah, Plus. Thank you. Thank you for telling us that you like the show. Thanks for reaching out and letting us know you like us. Yep. So a reminder that you can re- email us at 3 idgetspod at gmail.com. Let us know that you hear us. Yep. Because <laughs> we're speaking into the void. This concludes <laughs> Listener <laughs> Mailbag. So uh, keep an eye out for on your podcast feeds. We will be having uh, a trailer com- coming up soon for season, se- three. For season 3. <laughs> we're about to start season 3. Yeah! And then... You know, our, our next episode upload will be season three, episode one, The Magnificent Seven. Sam and Dean realize they have an enormous task, hunting down the hundreds of demons that escaped from the Devil's Gate. Oh, okay. They realize that? Or were they just <laughs> told that before? Yep. They know that, they, but, they, saw know. that. they saw that happen. Pretty big content warning on this episode. Okay. For 3-1, if, if anyone's like watching along, pretty big content warning. Uh, I haven't seen it in years. There, There is a scene that has stuck with me. Oof. As disturbing. Okay. Um, Yay! (laughs) It's for compulsion. Ooh, okay. uh, Compulsion, I I think, would be being compelled to do something. Yikes. Being compelled to do yourself harm. Ooh, okay. Self-harm in a pretty graphic way. Yikes. But, so, you know, thanks for sticking with us to the end of season two. Yeah! Um, We'll see you in season three. Until next time, I've been... A host, Margaret. I've been a host, Patricia. I've been another host, Virgin. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.
special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song Bruff Music as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, dad. You can find us at 3IgitsPod on most of the internet. And get in touch with us by emailing 3IgitsPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.